Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's go. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast, where we interview people in the TV and film industry, talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chasers. This is for those in the film industry, going hard, let them know who we are. Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no. Tell them what we do. Chasing the Frame. This is the Chasing the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? It's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame. Today I'm with Joseph Marotta. Did the name correctly. You I'm, did. I'm terrible at this, too. You did. Even like, I was like, I was saying in my head the whole time while we're listening to the intro song. I'm like, mur, 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 mur. Oh my God! <laughs> it's a Ita- is Demarco Italian? Yeah, oh yeah, you can't tell. Then you know you yeah. no, yeah, you should be able to get it. It's <laughs> I, Italian. Just yeah. you busted it out. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I sometimes can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, Joseph is uh, an actor, uh, agent, right? Would um, you say safely? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just it's... just shake your head yes and yeah. no, and we'll see. All right. No. <laughs> agent. Yes. Okay. It's uh, different, separate. Cinematographer. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, director. Yes. Would we say writer too? Yes. The whole game. It. Oh yeah, everything. Okay. All right, you're everything. So, everything. Jo- <laughs> so but before we get into his story, let's get some housekeeping out of the way because that's kind of important, guys. So first off, we gotta thank Artlist.io, our affiliate partners. It's honestly the best loser thing. Music licensing platform for any type of content creator. Joseph, do you use Artlist, by the way? Uh, no, I've never even heard of it. Dude, it's fucking dope. There's thousands of songs every day, new songs, and you can download unlimited amount of songs that you want to. You only pay like one flat fee a year. And if you join in with our affiliate link down below, you get a year plus two extra months for free. Okay, shit. So uh, we'll send that to you. (laughs) It's awesome. Like, like, honestly, you know, music's like the hardest part of any edit, if in general, right? So, like, you can literally find music for any type of scenario, vlog, wedding, genre, tempo, type, you name it, it's on there somewhat or somewhere. And and so when you subscribe to it, you don't have to do licensing fees or royalties or anything? It's just you just download and and they're good to go and you can use it whenever. That's basically what you're paying for. Like it's like 200 bucks, right. I think, a year or something like that. I, don't quote that me bad. on that. That's yeah, not bad. but still, like that's a like year, the, extra two months. That's like the price of IMDb Pro. Well, that's nothing. Even <laughs> even on top of that, too, it's the price of like you know buying six or seven songs on another yeah. site. Yeah, like, that's forty five dollars. You know what I mean? So think about that. I'm all, Check I'm, it I'm out. <laughs> Second, guys, we got merch for you at teespring.com/slash/stores/slash/chasing-the-frame. 
Not only are we selling t-shirts, but we are selling masks. Yes, hashtag Frame Chaser Mask for $10. Um, so we try to keep it very low for you guys because we're not taking much profit on that. It's just through Teespring. They have to, they take most of the money. Um, and honestly, guys, it's a comfy fucking cloth mask. Highly recommend it. And also, you can wear it on set. And we have Producer Bear in the house, by the way, if you hear him on the show, like always. Uh, <laughs> and third, it's time for us to ask for donations on the show. Yes, Bear, we are at that point right now. PayPal.me slash CTF podcast. It's a one-time donation. Two, we have, yes, there we go. Put them up there. <laughs> we have a Patreon also for $5 a month, which you can get early access to uh, audio and visual content a week before it airs. And Bear's just giving Joseph some love right there. It's the beard butter. It's the- <laughs> just going after the beard butter. <laughs> <laughs> and then third, in the description below are links to our cryptocurrencies that we enjoy, that you would love. we love you to send it to us on our trust wallet. And then also, last but not least, before we get into the show... Please like our Facebook. Please subscribe to our YouTube page. This is where things are going to get a lot more interesting. Where we're pushing a lot more to the YouTube page this year in 2021 and on the Facebook as well. So please like and subscribe those things as well. So let's get to it. Joseph, first question I ask everyone on the show. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Vegas. Vegas. Well, yeah. I, I, I raised. Okay. Uh, I moved here when I was like six months old. So at that point it's mine you're basically born born and raised here yeah all right second question is what was the movie tv show actor actress director etc etc that got you inspired to do this (sighs) straight up none 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 i I, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where i was just like watching a movie Mm -hmm. or a tv show and i was like i want to do this it wasn't that it was it it was it was just i felt like doing it you felt like doing it. Yeah, I was working at Wells Fargo at the time. I was okay. a business banker. Yeah. And I just, I I was working there for like three years, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I was just like, I was getting tired of the corporate life. Yeah, so this and is recent then. This is, yeah. This okay. is, I, I left Wells Fargo in 2016. Okay. Something like 2016. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like 22. Yeah. And um, it just... I, I, I got tired of the corporate life. Yeah. And at that time, this was before the whole Wells Fargo ga- uh, like gaming sales scandal yeah. thing came out. It was mm-hmm. like three months before that. Okay. And the reason it was happening was because they were giving out like insane sales goals yeah. in a bad time economically. And every day they were just pushing to sell things. It was just like, these people don't want this yeah. crap. And it was just stressful. So I... Like I was working there and maybe six months before I left, I just had this idea for like a TV show. Yeah. And I had never really written before mm-hmm. I did music. I went to yeah. Las Vegas Academy for okay. music production. So I had some kind of artistic like path, but I never really pursued it. And I just had this idea for a TV show and I was like, all right, let me, let me, let me see what I could do. And the first thing, because I was a music person, first mm-hmm. thing I did, I started writing music because yeah. I wanted to know that's just what I knew. Yeah. And maybe that would give me the tone of the show, you know? So yeah, I yeah. just, I made music that set the tone for the show. Mm. And then I just started writing and I just fell in love with telling a narrative through a script yeah, yeah. and through film. And that was it. And what That's was this project? Um, so the project was called uh, Ascension. Okay. And it hasn't, I haven't touched it in a while and I'll, I'll go deep, deep yeah. into that. Yeah, this, go, is a, this, is a, this is a, this is where we go deep. In this, this is this. a, this is, this is going to be a doozy. All right. I like doozies. <laughs> So I was working at Wells Fargo. Yeah. Also, I came up. Go ahead. But, but let me ask you this because the gaming scandal, what was that again? The So Wells Fargo, the employees, the, Wells Fargo got caught opening fraudulent accounts. Oh, okay. And yes, so yes, like yes. employees were, were opening fraudulent accounts to meet their sales goals. Holy shit. Um, and that happened like 
three months before I left. Yeah. Hilariously, right after it happened, they got rid of the sales goals. Yeah. And I was just like, really? Fuck, man. I just left because yeah, yeah. of this shit. And now, because I was making way too much money there yeah. for someone that didn't go to college. Yeah. Like crazy. I was making so much money. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I didn't care about the money. Yeah. Until I was assholes. I was like, can I cuss on this? Yeah, by the yeah. way? All right. It's a, it's not a blue podcast. Okay. That's what they call it. So I was working at Wells Fargo yeah. and I came up with this, with this idea. I was, I, I'm a huge Batman fan. Okay. Like huge Batman. I love Batman. And okay. I was just like, I have this weird idea for a different kind of take on Batman. Right. And so I did the music. Mm-hmm. The first thing I ever did was I composed the main theme song. Okay. And then as soon as that was done, I was like, this is the exact tone. Yeah. That I would go for. Um, and so I s- just started writing. I had never written a script before. Mm-hmm. I had never written pretty much anything before yeah. um, in terms of a narrative piece. And I just started writing the pilot. Yeah. And I got halfway through the pilot and I stopped and I said, you know what? These shows, these kinds of shows are only as good as their villains. Yeah. Like if you have a shitty villain, it's not good. It's going to yeah. suck. Yeah. And I was like, all right, obviously I got to go Joker. Yeah. And. I put the pilot aside and I focused specifically on developing the character of the Joker. Okay. And this is while I was working at Wells Fargo. Gotcha. <clears throat> I hadn't left yet. Yeah. Um, so then I did the exact same thing. I composed a song. Okay. I composed music. And, and at that time it was like right after the Revenant had come out Yeah. and I'd seen the Revenant and the music score that they use, those long, um, wide environmental shots yeah, with yeah. the really long drawn out notes. I mm. took inspiration from that and I just made this song and I was like, there it is. That's okay. the tone of this character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that and then I just, I wrote a whole bunch of scripts mm. for the Joker character. Yeah. Um, and I borrowed from the Arkham Asylum game series. I was yeah. like, I want my character, the best way I can really get a feel for this character is throw him in a mental asylum. Yeah. A doctor's interviewing him, let him yeah. show his crazy. Yeah. Um, and I developed this character that wasn't like any of the Jokers that we had seen so far. And I started to realize that just what I was doing, it was, it was going farther and farther away from what Batman was. Yeah. And it was just becoming something totally different. Mm-hmm. I kept the name Batman because I wanted yeah, Batman. to do Batman stuff. So who's your favorite Batman, by the way? Live action? Yeah. Robert Pattinson. All right, that's, that's, <laughs> you're, you're, all your chips are in right now on oh, yeah. Robert Pattinson. No, I, 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 with you all my I, will, as well. I will take a detour here. The one thing, I am not a fan yeah. of the Christian Bale Batman. Oh, wow, you're I, like was, the, I think you're like one of the first people to ever tell me that. Actually. I, I, I mean, we don't really have a lot of great Batman yeah. to compare him to. I think Ben Affleck's a great Batman. Ben Affleck was my favorite Batman yeah. up to that point. Yeah, I, I think I he was the best Bruce Wayne and yeah. the best Batman, you know bar what? none. <laughs> I think there's like, we're that small group of people that believe that, no, by the way. No, Batfleck is the yeah. best. Yeah. Um, he, oh man, no, Robert Pattinson. As soon as I saw the trailer, I knew this is going to be the greatest live screen Batman yeah. we're ever going to have. And the main thing is because my biggest gripe with Batman films in general is that they get some things right and they just leave some things to the yeah. side. Every and every film, it's different things they yeah, get yeah. right, different things they leave to the side. Mm-hmm. But the one thing they never focused on was the detective shit. Yeah. That the most we ever got was the Riddler stuff a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so so a little bit of the uh, Dark Knight stuff when he was trying to figure out. Yeah. The bullets, that, so, see, yeah. I was about to say that yeah. the most we ever got out of Christian Bale's Batman a detective was yeah. I'm gonna take this bullet and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it in your fingerprints. <laughs> detective! And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. It's like science. It's like you didn't figure shit out. You just yeah. shot a machine gun at a bunch of walls. And when I first saw that, that scene confused the hell out of me. <laughs> but 
So yeah, no, yeah. I think Robert Pattinson, just the feel of it and yeah. the fact that they're going based off of um, the the long Halloween. Long Halloween yeah. And oh, man, no, I just, the, the vibe of it, the noir feel yeah. of it. If, <sighs> there's, there's something I saw a long time ago where they compared Batman movies to Batman comic books of what came out at the time. So like the 80s are compared to like the 40s or 50s, I think, or something like that, where you had the Joel Schumacher ones kind of go 60-ish yeah. routes. And then like, you know, Christian Bale's like in the... Yeah, because like that. that was when Frank Miller yeah. kind of came through and just yeah. changed, like, changed the game. Changed the game. Because the the first time it kind of got darker, uh, I don't remember who the artist was, but that was when the or who the writer was, but that was when the first like the 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 yeah. most mainstream Batman outfit came out, the yeah. gray with the blue. Yeah, yeah. That's when it started getting a little darker, and then yeah. Frank Miller came out and was just like, nah. Yeah, I think it was Denny O'Neill, right? Was it Denny O'Neill? Was it? I just had a conversation I, with someone about. I don't. This, know. Like, a I feel like ago. Denny O'Neill. Uh, is it Denny? Is it Denny O'Neill? Like I, don't, he, I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, Frank Miller changed yeah, it, for, and yeah. that's when it, people were like, "All right." But then he fucked it up with the Dark Knight Strikes again. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Did I you not read, read that? that? One. Oh yeah, that's terrible. I didn't read that one. Like you, you think the Dark Knight Returns is great, and then you read the Dark Knight Strikes again, you're like, "What?" Is Strikes what? Again the one with the Joker, or was that in that? Was that in Returns? That that's Returns, but in the Dark Knight Strikes again, like, you know when he dies at the end of Returns? Yeah, the Dark Knight Returns. It's like he's underground and shit like that. It happens like seven years after the fact or some shit like that. And now like Kate Kelly, uh, is it, who is it? Uh, is it Kate Kelly? Who plays, Ro- who's the female Robin? Is now, a cat- oh. is like a Catwoman character or some shit like that. It's, oh my God, I it's, forgot And about the that. artwork looks really shitty. <laughs> and the comic? Yeah. That was, was that the one with Superman? Yeah, Superman's in the sequel as well, well too. It, and like okay. there's, a, there's like, oh. Uh, Wait, because ba- like Bruce- ba- does Bruce die in that one? Bruce dies in the sequel. In Dark Knight Strikes Again, where like it's like, oh, Bruce, Wayne Manor's on a volcano or some shit like that. Wait, so he doesn't die in Strikes Again. He no, dies the one after that. He dies. No, he dies in Returns. Oh, he dies he, in Returns. He dies in Returns. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm, and then Strikes Again, he comes up. back out or something like that. And, like, <laughs> under, like he's taking over the uh, the mutants group or whatever, and like following him and shit like that. Jesus, it's like some crazy ass shit. I don't remember that. Yeah, don't read it. I, so Returns is the one that I I focused yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, sorry, no, Robert that Pattinson, good. that's yeah. my answer. Okay. Um, I, I really hope the rumors aren't true about that. I don't know if you've heard that there's been a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. I, you that know, that I, he didn't actually have COVID and that he showed up to set not in shape and apparently Matt Reeves got pissed and postponed the production. I, I don't think that's happening because they're fucking filming right now. Yeah, there's, that's what I heard, yeah. but I heard that like Robert Pattinson's being a diva now. He doesn't want to wear the suit, and he's like not into it, and Matt Reeves apparently, it's a rumor, yeah. but apparently Matt Reeves is like, this is going to be a one and done. We're not doing a trilogy. Yeah. Because he's tired of Robert Pattinson. I really hope that's not I true. I hope that's not true either. I hope that's not true. Yeah, if it is, I'm going to be so, know, what is wrong with this character I, if, that if, people if, can't? <laughs> if that was true, like honestly, I know they only should film 25%, but like, no, like, I mean, shit, they did this with Back to the Future with Eric Stoltz. Like, they fucking got... Michael J. Fox switched it with Eric Stoltz and they refilmed everything basically. So like, honestly, they could just fucking recast Robert. But Pattinson. they also he also wanted Michael J. Fox from the beginning. Well, that's true. And he too. Just yeah, good do good it point. Of, good point. But at the same time, yeah. I feel like, especially if you're Warner Brothers and you're already pushing this to 2022, yeah. you can just fucking go, okay, let's recast someone else and fuck you, Robert Pattinson. Fucking like, like they that's should be in a, clause, like, in a clause or something like that where it's like, if you're not going to commit to this, we're going to fucking. Re- do you think they would do that even though? Because the the trailer got such huge fan reactions, it, do you think they'd it still did, do but it? Like, look at look at look at this. Look at Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? That got fucking huge reactions on the trailer. People were fucking amped for that. Did something uh, ha- did something happen with Ghostbusters? Well, it got pushed back. Oh, and then, oh no, I yeah. meant the recasting part. Oh no, not the recasting part. I'm just talking yeah. about like pushing. Like, I mean, the trailer got good reviews, but if anything happened, I mean, you know, like, I'm, do you do you think even with the reactions and how people were 
pretty much okay with Robert Pattinson's Batman, they would still replace him now after the trailer. I I don't know. That's like now you're in a t- yeah. That's true. Because yeah, that's yeah. I, mean, I think you know, I think he came out after the Lighthouse, especially people yeah. had a newfound respect for him. And they kind oh, yeah. of forgot the Twilight I, thing. I lo- well, <laughs> you know what? Too, it's just like he did a smart thing. He bought like he, he gets the residuals on the Twilight shit, and then he's making a bu- bunch of fucking money. If you think about it. Look oh, at Daniel Radcliffe. He can do whatever the fuck he wants now. <laughs> He's in eight fucking films of Harry Potter. He gets like all that residual money. Yeah, now he can do- go do movies like Guns Akimbo. Or, or fucking or, uh, Horns. Like, or uh, um, like Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man was straight. You know, he can do that TV show on TV. That was Paul Dano, Riddler. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it all comes We back. just came back. Yeah. We just, yep, it's full circle. <laughs> And also, they're probably gonna make the cursed child somehow. Like he's he's he probably has like a bunch of money coming in through somewhere Harry yeah. Potter related. Like, think about it, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. But Robert Pattinson, he saw that probably when he did Cedric get whatever the fuck it was in fourth one. Oh yeah, he's like, all right, I'll get my twat like my one fucking franchise and get all yeah. the money and just do all the things I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, smart man. That was a smart because he hated those movies. Oh yeah, everyone oh, hated those. Movies. Hated them. Hated them. I love listening. I will watch those movies just to listen to the commentary. Oh really? Because he he he's. He's shitting on it yeah. so hard, yeah. but like you know, he like can't say certain yeah. things. I, like in the first in the first movie, the yeah. commentary they they talked about his spider monkey yeah. line, and Robert Pattinson is talking about it, and he's just like, they asked me to do one of these lines, and I was just like, these are all terrible, yeah. and he's just like, I, well, you pick one. He's just like, so I picked the worst possible one, <laughs> and like he's just shitting on the film. Jesus. But <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, you know, going back to the Batman thing, I think I think that's just rumors and innuendo. I, I hope. I don't so. think that's. I don't think anything. Crazy I hope to worry so because like at this point, I feel like the characters, like the character of Batman's cursed for film. Like people if, can't stay with the character. Well, and, yeah, Christian Bale stayed uh, for the character. Michael Keaton stayed for the character. Well, for two films, for and two then films. he said no because Joel Schumacher's third script was yeah, that's true. trash. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Anywho, anyway, yeah. going back oh, to you. So, <laughs> tangent over. <laughs> yeah. So i I wrote the show. Um, gathering my thoughts of where I left off. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote the show. I started writing um the little mini scripts. Yeah. Um, for the Joker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, okay, well, I've got to get the Joker cast first. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't have any experience in film. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to go about it. Yeah. I was and putting all my scripts, money into it. Did you not, like, know how to write, like, for, did you look up how to format scripts? Oh, no, I looked it up. Okay, okay. I looked it up. I, I learned really quick. Okay, so I looked good. it up. <laughs> I looked it up, and then I read a few sample scripts. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I got it. Um, And so I was, I wrote the pilot. Yeah. Halfway through, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on the Joker. Yeah. Okay. So I developed that. I started looking around to see if I knew anybody who could play the Joker character. Yeah. I went through a few people. <clears throat> and this is 2016 um, still? This is, yeah, 2016. Right. Um, and then that's when I left Wells Fargo. Okay. So I hadn't even like really started production. I was still writing yeah. and doing that stuff. I left Wells Fargo. Yeah. And then I made a connection with someone named Anthony Brooks. Okay. And Anthony Brooks, he's a really good musician, mm-hmm. fantastic musician. His name is Noise Man yeah. with a Y and a Z because he's cool like that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he did this. He did this awesome secret agent song. Yeah, that, I know. I, oh my you god! Know what? I know. And treacherous. Yeah, yeah. So great. He so he was one of the first people that I met. He wasn't really in the film industry. Yeah, but he was he was a musician, and so I met him through a mutual contact, yeah. and I immediately loved yeah. him, and I had a role that I wanted yeah, for yeah. him. Um, and this whole time I was still writing the pilot, yeah. and then he introduced me to Mark Justice. Yes, and that's when things started. Gotcha. That's when I got involved in the film industry. So when Mark Justice is your first, yeah, f- like connection connection into yeah. the film industry, you get to know everybody yeah. pretty fast. Okay, so he was the first. I talked to him 
um, because it is his lifelong dream to play Batman. Yeah. Um, and I totally took advantage of him. Yeah. By doing that. Uh, <laughs> so he hopped on. Yeah. Um, and then I got through him, Jackie Gerhardy. Yeah. Um, so now I had the whole cast filled out. Mm-hmm. I was still writing the pilot. Yeah. I finished the pilot and we were ready to shoot it. Yeah. I was about to shoot it. I brought on um, a friend of mine to do DP work that I knew in high school named mm-hmm. Tyler Stefanelli. Okay. Um, uh, I think, I think I know who he is too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, Oh God, I love him. Yeah. Um, so I was ready to shoot and then something kind of like fell apart. Yeah. About, um, like money wise, yeah. something happened and now I couldn't fund the shoot. Yeah. So I had to put it on hold. Now question. If yeah. I may ask for this show that you're doing, did you have like the season one arc ready or did you I was, I was literally about to okay. get to that. Yeah. So I finished the pilot yeah. and then when that fell apart, or when, not fell apart yeah. when it got postponed. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, um, I'm going to write the entire season." Yeah. So then I sat down. I I wrote the entire first season. <laughs> or right. no, yeah. I got. Never mind. I got eight episodes in. I got at this point. I had fallen in love with this. This is what I decided yeah. I wanted to do because yeah. I loved doing it, yeah, being yeah. an outlet. You're enjoying it, yeah. and and the entire time and. Little tangent. That's how I fell in love with doing fight choreography. Okay. Because I'm a martial artist. Okay. I've done a lot of different martial mm-hmm. arts and I figured out real quick. I love doing fight scenes. Yeah. I love doing stunt coordination. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a huge part of it too. But anyway, um, so I just, I was working at some shitty little security job where okay. I was getting just enough money to pay my bills. Yeah. And the, it was perfect because I was sitting there at midnight in a gatehouse and nothing to do but write. Yeah. So I was like, perfect. this works. All yeah. right. So I wrote the entire first season. Um, and then I wrote up, the arc for the entire series yeah, from season one to season, I think like six, I okay. knew exactly where it was going, mm-hmm. how it was going to end. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, at this time I made a connection. I had a friend who I, who I knew in high school yeah. who knew somebody that used to be the, um, who used to be someone high up in terms of Warner brothers in DC. Okay. And he hadn't, he now worked as acquisition for Netflix. Wow. And so I made a connection through that. I yeah. reached out to this guy. I talked to this guy. I sent him this, yeah. what I had. And he said, all right, let me, we're going to option it. Yeah. And he's like, here's some money. Yeah. And he gave me some amount of money. And I was like, all right. He's like, this is good. We're going to take it. And I'm going to option it. And I was like, all right. So a month went by and then he hits me back. He's like, we have a company that wants to produce it. Wow. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we have a company that wants to produce it. Um, so we're going to give you this amount of money uh, to sell us the show. Holy and shit. And I was like, wait. <laughs> To sell you the show? And they're like, yeah, to sell us the show. And I was like, fuck. And yeah. so I don't know if I made the right decision. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like I did, but I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't sell them the show. Why didn't you sell them the show? Because it was my baby. Yes. I couldn't. But sometimes you got to clear your I baby, know. so. I know. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, is at the reason, the yeah. way that I justified it to myself was this, was this was the first thing I ever wrote. Yeah. And it was good enough for someone to want to buy. It was good enough for Netflix yeah. to want to take it. Yeah. And it was good enough for a company to say, yeah, no, let's fucking do this. Yeah. And, and this was after yeah. Daredevil came out, yeah. by the way. Okay. Um, oh my God. I'm sorry. I totally yeah. glossed over it's okay. a, a it's final piece. So happens. the reason why Rewind. they offered it, yeah. I was talking to this guy and he said, why is it Batman? And I said, what do you mean? He said, literally everything about the show is different than Batman, except for his name. The yeah. characters are totally original. The, the storyline is totally original backstories and, they're, they're all totally original. Yeah. Why is it Batman? And I was like, because I, I, I like Batman. Yeah. And he was just like, make it an original character. Then you don't have to deal with getting rights from DC. Makes sense. You don't have to do yeah. it. And then they won't 
they're not going to give us problems with how we want to pursue the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So I literally just changed names. Yeah. <laughs> and it became its whole huh. own thing in the, um, a vigilante show. It's kind of like Daredevil. Um, so I missed that piece. And then that's when they optioned it. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to make that clear. It's okay. Um, now, let me ask you this too. Did you ever have that thought where it's like, well, shit, if I sell them this thing, I'm kind of in with Warner Brothers. That thought ever yes, run through your mind? It did run through my mind. Um, like, well, no, it yeah. wasn't Warner Brothers. He didn't oh, work sorry. for DC anymore. Okay, sorry. he worked at oh, DC, DC, and now he worked for Netflix. He doesn't work at Netflix anymore. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did think that. Yeah. But because of what he told me, I asked, "Well, would I be able to be involved outside of anything, or would it just be a writing credit?" Yeah. And he said it would just be a writing credit. Oh, okay. And my thing is because I had some things inlaid within the show of things that I believed or messages that I wanted to convey. Yeah. And I was really afraid. At that time, I was, I knew that Hollywood was kind of, yeah. And I didn't want them to take it and bastardize it. Yeah. And do something. And then now my name is on something I don't even believe in. Yeah. And so, welcome to the industry. (laughs) Um, So no, I, the reason I said no was one, this is the first thing I ever wrote and yeah. someone was just like, no, we're going to give you a shitload of money to, to buy this off you. And I was like, yeah. okay, that means I'm, <laughs> wow, I'm good at this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing was I asked, when I asked him that, he said, unfortunately, because you don't have any experience in this, you know, we can't trust an investment to someone who's never done this before. Very true. And I was like, I mean, that's, you know what? That makes total business sense. I was a business banker. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense. You're coming and, from, this, from a business side. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, because it is a business. Yeah, it is. And business. I totally get that. I wasn't even mad about it. And yeah. then, and then I, t- I asked him, I was like, okay, what if I said, I'm going to wait on it. Yeah. And I went and I got the experience that I needed. Yeah. And he was just like, do it. And yeah. then hit us back up. Sweet. And I was like, all right. He doesn't yeah. work at Netflix anymore. So fuck. Yeah. But, I'm I'm sure I still have his email somewhere, so I'll just I'll find him again. Um, So that's that's why I entered the film industry. That's why because I if you want it, what TV, what show got me mine that show, yeah. And then I was like, all right. So then as soon as that happened, I was like, I need to learn every part of filmmaking that I possibly can. I need to work on every set I possibly can. I need to learn every possible role. (laughs) And so I went out that day, bought a camera. Okay, what camera did you buy? um, A Panasonic GH. uh, no, the G7. G7. The, the GH4's little brother. Okay, yes, yes. Um, I was like, this has everything I need. It's digital. Yeah. It's 4K. It's mirrorless. I like mirrorless. Fine. Let's go. And I did a, I did some research, and I was like, fine. So I got that, mm-hmm. and then I just, I learned everything I possibly could from photography to videography. Yeah. I started getting, I, I the first film set I ever worked on yeah. was um, with Mindy, actually. Yeah. Um, a production called Three Drunk Trolls. Okay. It was like a sketch series or something. Yeah, yeah. And How'd you um, get that? They were looking for an editor. Okay. And I was just like, well, I know how to do music editing. Yeah. I'm going to wing it. And yeah. they were like, all right. They, so I said, hey, they were looking for an editor. I was like, hey, uh, I'd like to try out. Yeah, yeah. And they sent me a footage, some footage to test edit. Yeah. So I did it. I yeah. put it together. I sent it back. They were like, this is hilarious. You're in. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Awesome. So I did that. And then I AD'd on the set. Okay. Um, so I was just learning all these first, roles. And these are your yeah. first like things. Like you're, you're like, yeah. you're kind of like just falling in. Everything's yeah. falling into place. For no, you. I'm just, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm just busting it out. I'm, I'm just, just going. I'd say it. Luck Honestly, right now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, my second. What one, was that experience ading? Like you don't, you never ading in your whole was, life. You never did any so, of that stuff. And like, what is that experience like for you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I was just there. I was just yeah. like, I looked up the role. Yeah. I asked him, what do you need? What do you need me to do? 
And he's like, this is what I need you to do. I was like, cool. Oh, and I did yeah. set design too. Okay. I found out I'm pretty good at set design. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, anything I can do, I can help. I'm good yeah. with my hands and I can think on my feet. Let's yeah. go. And so I did that. And then my next set was Mark Justice okay. brought me, recommended me to Heidi Moore for her Dolly Deadly 2. I don't know Heidi Moore. So, um, yeah. It's some trauma film. Okay. Um, so she recommended me as AD. Yeah. And I talked to Heidi. I was like, hey. Like, yeah. Hi. And she was like, okay, well, you got it. Congratulations. Because <laughs> Mark recommended you. I was yeah. like, Mark. <laughs> yes. So I worked on that. Um, I was on set for that. That was an interesting experience because that was the first time I had really done like Actual that was AD an work? yeah like yeah. actual ad work. I did all the call sheets. Yeah. Um, I did this. I I wrangled all the extras yeah. and stuff like that. And we shot it. Where would it, would it be? Joel Spencer at the I guess art warehouse or something. Um, and then that was the first time I had ever really like. I got kind of like buddy buddy with the camera guy. Yeah, because yeah. I was like I wanted to. Yeah. Know some stuff. So I was like watching them. I was I was giving suggestions. Some of them, they were like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. We love it. So it was just me just experimenting. Yeah. Finding out what worked. And then after that, again, oh no, I brought Mark Justice onto that one. I did a, I DP'd my first film. Okay. Well, which was um, Execution by Contract. Okay. I don't think that thing's ever getting released. I don't know. Who's the director on that? Um, Sean Thomas. Okay. Uh, he, he usually di- directs music videos. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... I got brought onto that originally mm-hmm. as a script supervisor. Yeah. And then me and him just got to talking about camera angles yeah. and the script. And I said, this is how I would shoot this. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, do you want to be DP? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I brought Mark into that one. Yeah. And then Clay Tremble, I brought into that one. And that was, oh my God. That was where I met a lot of people. That's how I met Lindsay Cruz. Mm-hmm. No, Lindsay Cruz was Immortal Wars. Yeah. Um, I met her is that, is that through Immortal Wars. Yeah, I didn't do Immortal Wars, but oh, okay. I, I had... Immortal Wars, the first one premiered before that. Oh, okay. So I became friends with Lindsay Cruz um, because Jackie and Mark were both on yeah. that one. And so Lindsay Cruz was producing it, and then Joanne Grubbs, or, God, I can never remember. Yeah, Joanne Grubbs and Donna Fisher. Fisher Gray? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I met a lot of people on that one. Um, and just basically, that's just what I did. I was just trying to work yeah. on as many sets as possible. Yeah. And I started doing a few of my own stuff. Yeah. Um, you're doing the whole networking thing. Yeah. You're ne- you're yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. And I, I just got on as many sets as I possibly yeah. could. That's, that's, I just wanted to see how everybody worked. I wanted mm. to see who was in the town. Yeah. Stuff and like that. And what did you learn from these sets? Like, what did you pick up like different things? Did you see like, okay, they're not doing it this way. They're doing it this way. What's like the, in- what was the, in- what was the interesting thing going to all these sets and learning from like, but then again, I feel like everyone's knowing each other. It's like cheers. So yeah, it's the same it's- shit. So I learned a few things. One, I learned Las Vegas is very clicky. Okay, wait. <laughs> that's the second half of the show. You want to go that yeah, to the we'll, second half? Let's we'll do that in the second All half. Right. And, that's, and, that's, and I have to say, I say this in every fucking podcast because a lot of people who don't can come on the show don't listen to the podcast a lot. And that's something I mention or they mention it and I'm like, you haven't listened to the podcast, right? They're like, no. Because like a lot of the stuff last year when we start recording, we, yeah. we evergreen a lot of the stuff. So everything's like kind of in batches and then we kind of release it. Yeah. So everyone who was coming on the show was saying that, but none of the podcast episodes were even aired yet for that shit. So like it was insane that everyone's like saying these things. It's clicky, but oh we'll yeah, get we'll, get into, we'll, get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. I have some interesting perspectives on that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what I personally took, it yeah. was God. I don't. You? I don't want to sound. Don't want to sound like a dick, but the you, most no, you the don't most come off like a dick, man. Let me be honest. Let me just tell you this from my perspective of this whole thing. If you think you're gonna come off like a dick. 
don't worry about it because I don't think you are coming off as a dick. You're just being an honest, upfront person. Yeah. And we need the main and upfrontness in this community. And that's all I'm going to say from that. Uh, the main thing I took away from it was what not to do. That's, that's where I, it was kind of like a negative reinforcement thing for me, I guess. Yeah. I figured out by watching other people mm. like, eh. yeah. And it was just like, it was like someone who had no experience judging people, yeah. but like, that's what it taught me. Yeah. Cause I, I figured out, oh my God, I totally forgot. I don't know. What was what that? I, that was actually the first feature film that I worked on. That was before Dolly Deadly. That was with Marco Sacrin. Okay. Um, he did a, a thing called Amygdala Warrior. Okay. Um, and I AD'd, AD'd yeah. for that. That was really weird. I don't yeah. really, I don't know. That so, was a weird, I don't know what, exactly what I did on that set, yeah. but I figured out on that set how to direct people. Okay. So, cause I was working with a few of the actors and, yeah. and he was having a hard time getting performances out of yeah. people. I'm a salesman. I'm good yeah. at talking to people. Yeah. So I, I figured out there, I was like, yeah. okay. This is how I'm going to direct. You know the gift of gab yeah. in that sense. So yeah. that kind of led me to just seeing what not to do yeah. on other people's sets mm -hmm. and just building my own style and just, you know, just interacting yeah. with people. Because yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not one of those people who sniffs my own ass. Like, I'm not the greatest thing ever. I am 100% yeah. aware that there are a thousand people that are going to be better than me at everything yeah. I do. Agreed. So if you show up on a set and you're a Nazi yeah. and you're not willing to listen to ideas then you're, it's not going to be nearly as good. It's collaboration. Yeah. yeah. You got to be collaborative. Team sport. Yeah. I've, I've learned since then that all the collaboration needs to happen before you get to set. All the decisions need to ma be made before you get to set. Yeah. And everything needs to be talked about before you get to set. If yeah. you're on set and you're arguing about how a certain scene is supposed to be read, yeah. you've already messed up. You're yeah. just wasting time. Mm -hmm. That decision needs to be made beforehand. I think the only problem is sometimes, like, just shooting-wise, like, sometimes you can't make those decisions before set because, like, you think about things. Yeah. And you're like, like, if I told you a scene and you're reading, like, reading my script and you're like, oh, man, I see it in this fucking way with this. And then you go to the yeah. house and it's completely different. You're like... Locations. Yeah. <laughs> Location needs to be some of the first thing you yeah. do. You cannot you cannot shoot a film if you don't know where you're shooting. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm actually pretty good at improv on like on spot, yeah. like figuring out things and like, all right, yeah. give me like two minutes, like, all right, we're good. Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 at hilariously enough, I say that, but like the last film, I just sh finished shooting a short film that I'm now doing the coloring yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. It looked really good, and by the way. Yeah, I just shot that and a lot of that was just a lot of it was improv, yeah. but like for most of the key moments, I went in having with an idea mm -hmm. of the kind of story I wanted to tell with the camera work. Yeah. And so I had already talked to the producer mm -hmm. and the director about that yeah. and said, this is how, this is the story I want to tell. This is how I want to frame certain shots. Yeah. And that was already decided. Mm -hmm. So all the little in between stuff was the stuff we just improv. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but with those rules in mind, yeah. cause like there was, there was, framing rules that I set hard set mm -hmm. for specific moments in the film or just yeah. in general. Okay. Like whenever the main character, Oh, do I reveal? Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. I, the way that I shot that film was yeah. the, the film's about a story about a guy who loses on the love of his life. The one that got away. Yeah. She, lo she's the one that got away. Oh, what and was this film called? It's called meet me in my dreams. Meet me in my dreams. Is that Janaea's, uh, Part of Jane, isn't Janaea? Like yeah, she she produced it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she was a friend of the pod. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So the way that I wanted to shoot that, like, I had a general rule set. Mm -hmm. Anytime that he was not with that girl, yeah, he would be placed on a specific side of the frame to make the audience uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And anytime he was with her, he would be placed on the opposite side of the frame to make it feel more natural. I wanted to make it seem like whenever she wasn't there, visually, yeah. the audience was uncomfortable. Okay. They didn't know why, but they, they were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so with those rules set, everything else just kind of fell into place. Yeah. Because now it's just like, okay, well, how are we going to shoot this? Well, I know where he's going to be in the frame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's half the battle <laughs> right there. Uh, <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, that's, my answer is I just started figuring out what not to do. Yeah. That was, that was the main thing. And mm-hmm. then just how to interact with people on a film set. Yeah. And what flies and what doesn't and yeah. the terminology. And I just spent so long just going into the, um, like studying yeah. about how to do filmmaking. I was reading books. I mm-hmm. was watching videos. I was doing everything I could. And, you know, I made a few things yeah. here and there. It, at the beginning, it was kind of hard to make some things because, Vegas, which we'll get into. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, I, I kind of fell into this uh, for a while there. I kind of got disassociated with the community here. Yeah. Um, just because I was a salty asshole. Yeah. And understandable. So mainly what I was doing is I was just, I, I tried to make some of my own stuff. Yeah. It, it didn't work out. So I just mainly wanted to work on other people's stuff. Gotcha. So that I only had to worry about one thing at a time and learn one job at a time yeah. and stuff like that. Um, the only thing, the one thing that I think I've, I've made consistently and well was I, I actually have a sketch series with Mindy. Oh yes. Uh, Stacy and Clyde. I think I've seen uh, yeah. one or two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And how, I don't, <laughs> so we did that because I wanted to try writing comedy. Yeah. Cause I had never written comedy before. Okay. Um, and she, we came up with this idea for a sketch mm-hmm. and then she said, well, what if they were rednecks? <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> That's a series. <laughs> so, we, yeah. So we haven't filmed one in a long time. We have a bunch of scripts we want to do, but it's yeah. just been crazy with Corona. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but no, we're more of those are coming. Yeah. So that was the that was where I really figured out how to, because um, I had total control over that yeah. in terms of script yep. and directing. And, the whole kickaboo there. Well, she she helped me direct. She yeah. would direct me, and I would direct her. Yeah, it makes sense. Um. So that was where. Yourself. Yeah, that was where I made the first the first. Like yeah. my own thing. thing. Um, uh, yeah. And the first thing I wrote mm. that I got any attention again, Mindy. Oh my God. Um, we did a 48 hour film festival. Okay. Um, with me and Mindy and Chris Lewis. Um, and the film, I think it was 2018. It was films called love Josie. It okay. was a, and it's on Amazon prime. Go look it up. Nice. <laughs> it's on Amazon prime now. Um, so that was a 48 hour film festival. Yeah. Well, that was in 2018. That must been, was that fun? Was that a stress? How stressful is that? I have like mixed feelings about the 48 hour film festivals. When you first hear it, yeah. when you say it out loud, you're like, that sounds absolutely insane. Why would yeah. you do that? Um, <laughs> and then when you do it, you're like, that is absolutely yeah. insane. Why would I do this? Yeah. We kind of got everybody in at the last minute. Yeah. Chris, Chrissy approached me um, to help with the script because he knew that I could write and he wanted me involved in some way. And so we kind of got everybody in at the last minute because I think the meeting was at town square for when you picked the genres out of a hat and we got sci-fi or film noir instantly. We were like, we're not doing sci-fi. Yeah. We don't, that's no, we're good. So, Um, so they pick, so wait, so each individual picks out of the hat. It's not all exclusive. No, it's everybody. So basically you, you walk up to the hat Yeah. You draw it, and there's two choices of film genre. Yeah. And then you pick from that. The things that are universal are you have to have a, spe- a, a, a character's name 
mm-hmm. I think is the same, at least for that year. Yeah. A character's name had to be something, and then you had to use a death certificate as a prop. And so, like, they'll you pick yeah. the genre out of a hat, and then they give you certain things you have to include. Oh, okay, certain parameters. To yeah. Okay. So we got film noir, yeah. sci-fi. No, no sci-fi. Yeah. So we did film noir, um, and the prop was a death certificate, and I and the name was Josie. Okay. I think I think that's what it was. But yeah, so it was it wasn't stressful. Yeah. I would say at the moment we got the genre, I started writing. Yeah. Um, I wrote the whole script. In. T- we talked about it for like an hour, decided yeah. the story route we wanted to go. Then I busted out the script in like two hours and then we went through it, edited it. Mm. And then everybody was just like, all right, you get three hours of sleep and then it's go time. Holy and shit. so, yeah, I didn't go to sleep that night. Yeah. But, I, I, I feel like, yeah. you wouldn't, I we feel woke, like I wouldn't be able to. We woke up and we filmed. Oh my God. What was the first scene we filmed? The first scene we filmed was the climax of the film. I think uh, we did the climax of the mm. film. And that's where I met Kolio Kalev mm-hmm. and Devin Tier. Oh, I love Devin. Amazing Devin. connections. Yeah. I'm so glad I got those. Um, so we filmed the climax of the scene because Devin had access to this apartment that was perfect for what yeah. we needed. We filmed that. Kolio played the lead part. And that's how I made all those connections. It was stressful in the sense that it was like I was exhausted. Yeah. But in terms of like actually filming, no, not really. It yeah. was it was a pretty tame set. Like oh, it wasn't good. it wasn't a really stressful set. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so, I mean, I ask people because like you know, forty eight hour film festival, people have different yeah. like, you know thought processes and shit. Like, but also, yeah. I checked out early. Like oh. I I was just like <laughs> I had been up for like forty eight hours yeah. alone at that point, and I was just like, hey, um, so I've done. I've already talked to the camera guy about all the shots we want to get. Yeah. I've written the thing. Yeah. Um, you already know what you're doing. Uh, do you need me? <laughs> He's like, no. And I was like, all right, bye. And I went home and I slept for 12 hours. For you. For you. So then I woke up yeah. and and they were just like, oh, we submitted it. And I was like, oh, awesome. Oh, perfect. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then the awards ceremony. Yeah. And that was a whole fiasco. <laughs> what was a fiasco about we, that? I don't know if I could talk about exactly why you can we got the fifth you can it's fine you we can. got dude we got fucked we got fucked because that that year the, yeah. the the um the the judges were joe lujan oh uh gallagher <laughs> yeah and i don't remember the other two people yeah um we got fucked and we got fucked for a very specific reason um there was an editing mistake and no one knew what happened because we got one award and it was yeah. best youth use of prop. Yeah. And I was just like, this, this, the writing was really good. The yeah. story was really good. It was, it was a really dark story. Yeah. It was a fucked up story. The film noir. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And so they sent me the film and I noticed something that was an editing mistake. Yeah. That was, was, it was, it was, it was a very inappropriate thing that slipped through that kind of defeated the entire no oh. worse. It defeated the entire purpose of the story we were trying oh, to shit. tell, and it was it was a wardrobe malfunction. I'll say that. Okay. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "All right, it makes sense." Yeah. I was like, "Cause yeah, it was that it was the worst possible moment yeah. for that worst possible thing uh, to happen, shit. and and it made me feel gross. Ew. So I was like, "Shit, okay, now I get it. Then I get I it. No one QC, like I mean, I, I, you know what? Forty eight hours. I understand like you try and get through because they didn't want to show anybody else yeah. the edit either." Like we, I, I asked for the edit. Yeah. I asked them to send it to me before they submitted it. Yeah. And so we could like go over it and make yeah. sure there was nothing, but they, they, didn't, they were lessons. like, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. And then 
I haven't talked to any of those guys. I don't know why. Like they got salty about it. I said we needed to like put this into festivals. I yeah. think it could win some stuff, and they were like, no, and they just didn't want to touch it. And then oh, randomly they put it on Amazon Prime. I was like, did they All fix right. that wardrobe malfunction at least? I haven't. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> I haven't if watched. Anyone, it if anyone watches then. it, like, let me let us know, please. If you find, I bet you they fixed it. Oh uh, yeah, because I made them aware that it happened. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, that's the extent I'll say about that. Uh, all right, that's it was, fine. Pr- it was embarrassing. That's fine. So, <laughs> so at, so after that forty-eight hour film festival, you start doing the Stacy. Uh, the so after the forty-eight hour film festival, um, I was like, I want to do an action film. Yeah, I want to do action stuff. Yeah, and then I was just like, I I, I want to do an action thing that also gave Nick a chance to do some cool camera work. Yeah, and some cool special effects because yeah. he's he's really good at camera work. He's really good at coloring. He's pretty good with visual effects. I was like, all right, I want to do something that, you know, that people can grow from. And I was like, Star- I, I mean, I Star disagree Wars. with you on the, on the color. What? I you mean, don't just, like his coloring? I don't like his coloring. Really? Yeah. Why? Because if you're indoors, it's too blue. Like, he's too blue oh, and too orange. Okay. And I'm like, you're, it's too style. It's not stylistically correct, I feel like, for certain things. And that's mm. just my opinion. Again, it's the... It's, it's the opinion. Okay, no, my, no, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. What, it, I, what I mean is mainly just his technical ability with it okay. being able to he can i will say yeah even if the colors are wrong yeah i it's that's hard to even if the colors are wrong yeah he has he can make it look good. like he can make it look pretty like he can make it look like it's mm-hmm. a hollywood film it has that orange and teal look but i think it's over bored in that regard i'll, mm. I'll leave it at that well i'm now yeah. i'm interested because i've seen some of the screen grabs from the one we just did and i yeah uh, I might, I might just be biased and lean towards that color yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, I, which is, I mean, again, like color is a very subjective thing. Yeah. So it's like you know, I can't really like say like you know. I think my the biggest is, thing to his detriment yeah. is he's not planning for the colors beforehand. You know, and I, I think, think that would yeah, be I it. think that's also too because like you know, if 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 I look at his stills, and I see this fifty six hundred Kelvin, is he shoot? I don't know what color temperature he's shooting in because like that's also yeah. where it's coming from too. It's like. Are you shooting 32 or are you shooting 56? I think that would be his biggest detriment then is he doesn't plan for how he wants to color it. Like where when I did Meet Me in My Dreams, yeah, which is great. I, knew, I liked how it looked. Yeah, by the way. we talked about yeah. everything. We talked about what the colors were mm-hmm. going to be, the color palette we yeah. were going to use. We bar. I wanted. We borrowed a lot from. Um, oh my god, um, Nightcrawler. Yeah, and like the guy who did Drive. Yeah, like that kind of. Yeah, uh, Rife, Rife, something or other. Yeah, or we looked at that color palette. Yeah. We were like, some of these scenes, I would love to have like a neon orange feel. Yeah. So yeah, we knew exactly what we were going to yeah. do beforehand. And I lit it for that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that would probably be his biggest detriment. Yeah. I think he has the technical ability, but I think that would hold him back. Yeah. Okay. So. So. But yeah, so Star Wars. Thing. Star Wars. Yes. Um, and it was a Christmas day. And I was just like. Or no, New Year's Day. Okay. New Year's Day. And I just I was just like, I'm gonna do a Star Wars film. So okay. the first thing yeah. I did, I texted Mindy. Yeah. And I was just like, Hey, you wanna be a Jedi? She's like, Oh, this is a Star yeah. Wars film that I see everyone like doing the aha, uh-huh, yeah. now I'm putting two and two together well, here. Oh, it gets it's it's it goes up and down. <laughs> okay. So I texted her, I was like, Hey, you wanna be a Jedi? Yeah. She's like, uh, yeah. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then I texted Mark and I was yeah. like, Hey, you wanna be a Sith? And he or a Jedi? And yeah. he's like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And then I texted Anthony Brooks, noise yeah. man. And I was like, hey, you want to be a Sith? And yeah. He's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. So <laughs> I wrote the script. I came up with this, with an idea of mm-hmm. a story. Um, Devin hopped on as a producer mm-hmm. and we started doing choreography. Yeah. That was the first thing I did. We started doing yep. choreography. And then we had a location set up. We got another guy involved. 
um, who had this awesome location. We were going to do a total practical set. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. And Where? turn this building into a Sith temple. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and so we were... We were getting there, and once, and I, I talked to the guy, and I was just like, okay, whenever we can come in and start building the set, let yeah. me know. And he's like, all right, yeah, no, I'll, I'll let you know. And then nothing. <laughs> and then I, I, oh, I'd be like, and I, I texted him again. I yeah. told him again. I was like, hey, whenever you're ready, we will come in and start tearing out the ceiling. Yeah. Like, let us know. We're good to go. Let's yeah. do it. And he's like, okay. Never again. Nothing. I was Boy. like, Vegas. <laughs> and right. so I was like, fuck. And it just kind of like I'm. I have my faults in yeah. the sense that I'm a, I'm, I become a salty asshole. Yeah. Um, and it's something I'm trying to work through and I think I've gotten better at, but like well, you're Italian, right? If like, Duh. yeah, yeah if true. I'm, if I'm, if I'm trying to work with you yeah. and I'm trying to get something done and you just yeah. fall off the face of the earth, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't owe shit to you. And like, it sucks because then the pro like I needed that in order yeah. for the project to happen. That was the yeah, plan. Yeah. So then unfortunately I got kind of jaded with the project and I was just like, fuck man yeah. and it all just kind of fell apart and then like right before corona hit yeah devin hit me up and he was just like hey so i have access to this technology that the mandalorian used and i was like wow. what and yeah. he's like i have access to the unreal engine um live tracking technology holy shit and the first film i want to do is star wars what what? He's oh, like, shit. yeah. So when are you starting that up? I was like, bitch, now. What? <laughs> yes. So I called everybody yeah. up and I revamped the script. I got more people involved. Yeah. I got Abby Ray involved yeah. and Kevin Sanders. Yeah. Because I had just started, I had just met Kevin Sanders yeah. for the first time. He's going to be on the podcast shortly in uh, oh, a couple weeks, I think. Yes. I, I've, I had been following him on Facebook. Yeah. I loved everything he did. Yeah. And then we got the... I got brought on to do stunt coordination for a film for Joey Chirafi. Mm-hmm. Um, and he needed one of the parts cast immediately. I was like, this guy, Kevin Sanders, do it. Yeah. And so I got to work with Kevin. And after the first rehearsal with Kevin, yeah. I was just like, hey, do you want to be a Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> so, hey, I got to tell you, hey, come here. Come here. Do you want to have a lightsaber? <laughs> do you want a lightsaber? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I revamped it and yeah. I rewrote the script and I made it a much more overarching narrative. Okay. We have six episodes planned. Okay. And so we just, we've been rehearsing, just going yeah. at it. And we got, um, I see that. I'm like, wow, what are they, like, what are they going to film? Cause I'm like, I'm kind of curious, but I'm like, I understand. Yeah. It's I'm like, God, the damn, first like- thing I felt, I have done the experience that yeah. I had on a few of the sets that I've tried to do stunt coordination mm-hmm. with. I was just like, all this needs to be perfect before yeah. we get on set. Understandable. Like yeah. I'm not. So we've been rehearsing for three months, four months. And it's, we've had some ups and downs with yeah. just, um, with stunt coordinators. So the stunt coordinator we have on right now is uh, Chris, Chris Mayashiro. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's been working on technique stuff, like just yeah. straight technique stuff with Abby and Mindy. Cause yeah. they're the ones who haven't done martial arts before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kevin and Anthony and Mark, have a fight scene together yeah. and we've just been solidifying that choreography yeah. Makes sense. Um, and rehearsing it. And so it's, it's going, I'm really excited yeah. about that. And we just got, um, quantum arc. Yeah. Uh, I, I made a connection with Michael Forsh on the set mm-hmm. of Joey Trophy's yeah. film and Michael introduced me to Dustin yep. and there you go. Yeah. And I, and Dustin's a huge star Wars nerd. He's a mm-hmm. huge sci-fi guy. Yeah. So when I told him what I wanted to do, he, he was interested. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
now we have someone to shoot it. Now yeah. we just got to find a location. And yeah. that's the least of your worries, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have you have the stunts going. You have yeah. the technology technically. Technology technically. You have the technology from Devin for the Mandalorian. Well, so stuff, the yeah. technology thing. So he has the. He has the um, he has the computer system and the tracking system. Yeah. Um, so the location we can we have two options. We can either do total green screen. Yeah. Which. I usually I'd be hesitant to do, but because it's like live in monitor, yeah. you see the backgrounds and everything yeah. live in monitor. You can move stuff around. Then I'm like, all right, we can do that. Yeah. Or we can find someone that has the LED panels. Yeah. I'm more leaning towards the green screen part of it yeah. because with the LED panels, you have to build the practical set I get a little nervous though still with the, the, uh, the, uh, well, I can't speak the green screen. Like I'm still, I mean, for, from for you, I'm a little nervous about that. I, well, that's one of the reasons yeah. why I wanted to look to get another director involved. Yeah. Because I, because of that, it wasn't just me looking for a crew. I, when I approached Dustin, yeah. I had told him I'm looking for possibly someone to direct it. Yeah. Because I don't have experience doing green screen yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, usually I would be hesitant to do green screen because I don't have experience, but the fact that it's live and monitor yeah. and the fact that we see what we're shooting when we're shooting it, mm -hmm. that changes the game for me. Yeah. Because then I don't have to worry about, oh, well, if I shoot this this way, is that going to make it hard to fix in post? Yeah. It's like now if we film it this way, the only thing we're going to have to do in post in terms of visuals yeah. is just add the lightsabers. Yeah. So, all right. That's true. Um, And the thing that was stressing me out about it the most was I, I had to find an artist like, yeah. to do the unreal like, – the designs, yeah. the textures, or the environments yeah. and the models. And it was like stressing me out because I don't know anybody yeah. that can do unreal stuff. Um, or even I don't know anybody that can do really good modeling. Yeah. And because I think you can import it from Blender. You can. You absolutely can. From Blender into and Cinema 4D into Unreal. But I just it was stressing me out because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I knew people who could do textures, yeah, but I didn't know anybody who could do modeling. So it was like stressing me out. And then like three weeks ago, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to learn how to do Element it. Element 3D, right? Did you use that? No, I used Blender. Okay, Blender. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to learn to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. And so I stayed up all night just <laughs> watching yeah. Corridor digital videos and <laughs> tutorial videos. Yeah. I was on Skillshare. Shout out to Corridor Digital for that free two-month membership. Um, <laughs> Corridor crew. And <laughs> I learned how to do it. Yeah. And then in two weeks, I just modeled a but just a buttload of stuff. Yeah. I have just spaceships out the ass. I've got <laughs> temples and buildings. Yeah. And the only thing they need is to be textured. And I know people who can texture. That's awesome. So I'm like, there, there you, go. you go. I will not lie. I kind of like ripped off some of the designs that Kit Bash did. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked at Kit Bash for oh. Kit Bash uh, 4D. Okay. They sell like packs of models yeah. and stuff so that you can be lazy. Yeah, I yeah. wish I would have known about that. But it was it was so expensive, yeah. so I I just kind of I kind of like browsed through the stuff and yeah. kind of like ripped off some of their designs well, to I build mean, myself. You never saw it before, from yeah. yeah. I mean, after you saw it, yeah, and you're like, oh shit! I, no, I ripped off their designs <laughs> after the fact. I'm, yeah, I was trying to save your ass here. But no, you just... it's okay. No, it's okay. I wonder if they can sue me for that. I don't know. Well, it's not my fault. I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to make it twenty percent different. We're okay. Yeah. Um, so change yeah, the textures. Just change the textures. Yeah. Well, no, they. So none of them have textures. Oh, okay, I don't then. think kit bash ones come with textures. Oh, okay. oh yeah, they do. I don't know. I don't know. So I, do I have people that can yeah. texture now. That's so, good. but yeah. So the first when we first did Star Wars, mm -hmm. we had I had character posters done up. Yeah. I had the music done. We had a trailer. Yeah. That was all done. 
<laughs> and so, window. yeah, so we restarted. We're yeah. probably going to be doing a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. um, just to try to cover the costs of just location stuff. Yeah, yeah. But everybody that's involved so far is willing to do it for deferred. Yeah. And I'm planning on putting it into like fan film festivals yeah. and lightsaber fighting festivals yeah. like because there's festivals specifically for lightsaber combat really stuff. did i know that yeah. oh shit um there's a festival for everything like lightsaber choreography yeah. stuff so i was like all right and then i'm planning on taking it to lucas arts too okay because they've been a little bit more open about doing some expanded universe stuff oh wow so i'm our the story that we did is is very much based on the extended universe okay not the canon stuff yeah um the, the extended legacy. universe I think legacy right yeah. yeah or legends legends sorry yeah, yeah. so I borrow a lot from there. The main yeah. characters are totally original, but like some of the supporting characters, which we're going to be casting soon. We have to cast a bunch of Legends characters yeah. for the Jedi Council scenes yeah, in the yeah. first episode. So look out for that. Okay. We're going to be casting that soon. Um, and then, yeah, six episode. Same time. Six episode where I want to do. Yeah. So hopefully if the first one goes well and we can monet after the festival runs mm. and we can monetize it on YouTube and just make some extra money there. Yeah. And then use it, put it towards the second one. Well, would you be able to monetize that because it's a fan film? Yeah. So, funny story. Do you know the guy, um, there's a guy, there's a channel on YouTube called Star Wars Theory. And this guy did a Darth Vader fan film. Okay. Right? And everything was going fine. Yeah. But he, he messed up because in one of the musical cues, Mm -hmm. he used a cue from the Imperial March. Oh. And so Disney was like, nah, and copyright striked it and demonetized it and started taking all the ad revenue. Yeah. Um, and so he freaked out and he made posts and videos about it. Yeah. The fans got all pissy because Disney was being Disney. Yeah. And then LucasArts came out and told Disney to go fuck themselves and wow. gave all his money back and then made a statement that said, if you want to make a fan film about our stuff, feel free. As long as you're not stealing our material stuff yeah. like music, yeah. do it. We don't care. We're not going to stop you. Oh, wow. That's so yeah, great. LucasArts themselves stepped in and told Disney to hit the hit the road yeah. and gave all the dudes money back. And we're just like, there you go. That's awesome. And so that basically said, yeah. yes, you can go, you can make fan films. Just don't steal the material copyrighted stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because as of right now, it's so huge, it's become basically public domain. That's true, yeah. So the only thing you can't take is music. Music. And and stuff like that. Yes, like names, the, what about names of characters? Like anything? you can use the names of characters, okay. but you just can't use the stuff, the creative stuff that someone created for the film itself, like music and stuff like that. Okay. It's specific things. Okay, like you can't like, touch. So wait, let me ask. Maybe maybe this is too specific, but like also like basically you can't really redo episode four in a sense, like or or can't. I don't. Well, yes, you can, because there was actually they someone. I think a few months ago, someone remade the fight scene. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Did you ever see yes, that I one? That, yeah. So I'm still foggy. The only thing I know you cannot do is, is the take the music yeah. and other material things that were made for the films. I don't know what that means yeah. outside of music. Well, you'll find out, I guess. I guess we're going to find out. Well, like, I find it, like, you know what, too? I, that Obi-Wan Darth Vader remade thing was cool, but I was like, I don't think any of the glitz and glamour, though, for that. That it was a little trippy. Yeah, I was to, like, because they pasted their faces. Yeah, on, I was Alec like, Guinness's face on. So this is cool, but I'm like, I like the original battle of it because it got. Too- oh yeah. Well, especially when you put it into context yeah. of the entire series. Yeah. Because like when you first see it, you're just like, okay, there's these two old dudes just yeah. kind of like noodling each other. Yeah. But then when you see the other films, you're like, okay, well, Darth Vader is kind of scared. Yeah. And Obi Wan is 
just in he's past his prime. Yeah. So it's like okay, that makes, makes a sense. Yeah. Fine. Like, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing that now. Um, I just finished the short film. Um, we've decided he was originally the director was originally going to release Meet Me in My Dreams. Um, to the public yeah. and I've just been kind of swamped so I didn't yeah. hear about that and when I found out he was going to release it to the public I hit him up and I was like no yeah. we need to do a festival run yeah. what are you doing yeah. if you post it festivals aren't going to take it Yeah. Um, so I convinced him to move that back we're going to submit it to Cannes mm-hmm. um, Tribeca and a few other ones that okay. the deadlines are coming up Yeah. but it's going to be done we're going to I think the tra- we're doing a trailer today mm-hmm. and the film itself should be done by the 10th which uh, is when November? Uh, yeah. So, which is I think the deadline for Tribeca, the early bird okay. deadline. So this is going to be out like in a January, February issue episode technically. So would it be out by then or no? No, because the, no, the cans cans yeah. event isn't even until March. That's true. So point, it, won't, yeah. it totally will not be out. Yeah, yeah. We'll post the trailer okay. and I'll keep posting screenshots yeah. because this is my first time like yeah, really yeah. coloring anything yeah, yeah. and doing a DP work. So, but that would be pretty cool if the first thing I ever DP just got official selections. Was, I'm was like, that on I the G seven too? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was all G seven. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The G seven yeah. looks really nice because uh, Edgar and uh, Adriel did a home on the G seven. Uh, their movie Home, Edgar Alejandro and uh, Adriel Roman. Oh, that was with Abby. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, they, that whole thing was on G7, they said. So, yeah. You're welcome, nice. Abby. Yeah. Because, no, she's, I think, I'm pretty sure they picked that camera because I told Abby oh, really? <laughs> what mine was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And she was like, what do you recommend yeah. for this price range? I was like, G7. <laughs> so, I think that's what it is. If it's not, then I'm sorry. Yeah. But if it is, then haha, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I will take my credit. Where's my producer credit? Uh, somewhere. <laughs> So, so you're doing now. What's what's what are you doing now? Post this all, meet me my dreams. Or actually, let's talk about maybe let's talk about a little bit more. Meet me my dreams, like yeah. th- that experience of being a DP for the first time. Because if you think about it, like your trajectory went from AD, 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 and then like three ADs, three ADs, then a DP for DP. a feature that's and, never going to yeah. come out. <laughs> and now it's your second DP work. In, 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 I guess in a sense, you would say. I wouldn't even call the first one a DP. Yeah. Because, I mean, actually, at the end of the day, I think I only got a credit for cinematographer. But it's the same um, thing. If you look at the if you look at like, the definition of deep director of photography and cinematography, it's basically the same thing. It's just different how it's said in, like, written. He, and, I didn't have much yeah. control. Okay. It was, it was, I had some shots yeah. that I were, I was, at that time, I wasn't, I wasn't confident in myself, mm-hmm. so I wasn't going to stand up for yeah. myself as much. But I had a few shots where I was like, no, we're doing this. Yeah. But for the most part, he was just shooting this way and I was like, all right. Yeah. So I was just camera op. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I was. Okay. Um, this is the first one where I had like control. Yeah. And it was awesome. I mean, yeah. it was really good, especially because we made all the decisions beforehand. Mm-hmm. We knew what the locations were going to be. We knew the kind of feel that we wanted. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we knew the lighting we were going to use and the coloring we were going to use. It just, it was, it was a really easy set. Yeah. It, it got stressful just because when you're shooting, outside yeah and you have oh, to yeah. just get that perfect light so we had to reshoot a few know, scenes yeah. because we midday were you shooting midday stuff or morning stuff? no we were trying to do um sunset stuff oh okay we had a scene where we were shooting at sunset yeah but we were going to color correct it for dawn yeah um so just getting that done yeah because like you have like Why a, not a, just 40, dawn, guys? a 45 on. minute window <laughs> yeah. and so it was that was stressful so we yeah. had to go back and reshoot some stuff um Oh my god! I totally forgot to shoot an iPhone insert. I just realized that I was supposed to don't, do that. Don't tell anyone. Shit. 
Shit, shit, shit. You can do that today. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to do it today. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Um, They'll only know post this. Yeah, no. Oh, this <laughs> is perfect. Safe, They're not going to know. Don't I'm worry. safe. So just cut that out. It's no, fine. No, no. We're going to <laughs> Shit. So, no, it was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed everybody that was on set. Coco, Coco Rigby um, was the main actress. Um, great. She's a really good theater actor. And I she's... She was really good in that. Yeah. I think I think there's some potential for for some actress awards. Mm-hmm. Um, the main actor was Aaron John. Um, I had never met him. He's from yeah. L.A., but I had never met him. He, oh, I can't... stuff. God, because <laughs> there's a story there too um, regarding someone that he worked with, whose name begins with here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, Aaron John was yeah. the lead actor, and. No, it was it was really good. Um, the guy who directed it, he's a student. Yeah. He was doing it as a student film. Okay. Um, he's a really young guy. I think this is the first thing he's ever directed. Yeah. Um, and what's his name? I want. Uh, Errol Techhart. Take take Techhart. He's moving to Utah. <laughs> oh, that guy. I'm friends with him also. Errol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will have to reach out to him. Yeah. Yes, I know who. Yeah. You're talking about. Yeah. Errol, great. Yeah. You should definitely have him on. Uh, he's great. Um. He's, he, he knew he was, you can definitely tell he was a first time director. Yeah. Um, but he did a lot better than I did when I first tried to direct something. (laughs) And I mean, I've had tons of stuff that I've tried to direct that I just don't exist. We don't talk about them. They just don't exist. Do you you feel like, do you feel like, cause like, you know, the old saying is a a jack of all trades, the master of none. Do you feel like, okay, I can take the director's box out and just go, I'm not a director. I'm everything else now. Is that what you feel like? Is that what you're leaning towards in life? No, oh, no, okay. No, I really want to be a director. Okay, okay. I, just I want. Oh. I really want to. I. The thing is, is I think what makes a good director mm-hmm. is understanding every other role. Gotcha. Okay. I need to be able to talk to my camera guy in his own language. Yeah. I need to t- be able to tell yeah. him exactly the technical things that I'm I'm seeing in yeah. my head and speak to him in camera language. Yeah. That's why I started learning everything. Yeah, yeah. I need to be able to talk to writers. I okay. need to be able to write my own yeah. stuff, edit my own stuff. And there, I mean, there so, are there are two schools of thought with the director too. There's the technical director that you're talking about with who's yeah. talking about the camera. And then there's the, yeah. uh, you know, art, to, it's creative director in the sense yeah. of more he talks about the, um, the actor's perspective, stuff like that. So you kind of want to be that middle ground director. Yeah, I want to do... Quetetel. I want to... tell. I want to understand all of it. Yeah. All of it. And so I've tried to do everything. I just... And that's why I started... I'm starting to get into acting. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, I should probably understand yeah. how to act if I'm going to direct actors. Makes, so, makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been told that I'm a good actor, yeah. but just by people who like me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just trying to... I guess we're going to see... Um, I guess, I mean, the good thing, I can cry on cue, so, ha, ha, ha. Cry. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and so I like to shit on people who can't because I'm superior in that way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to see Nick's film. There's some scenes that I did in Nick's film yeah. where I was like, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just don't know how to approach it because I'm not, I don't have a huge education as an yeah. actor, but there's a lot of it where I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I can do with that. And then Stacy and Clyde, obviously. Yeah. But that's not really acting. That's, that's just me being me with a southern accent. Yeah, improvising, right? Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> Larry Davidding. Our, our our biggest episode was me talking about how I piss in a sink instead of the toilet to save water. Like that was. Wait, doesn't, that was everyone, the, doesn't everyone do that? I. Shh, <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about it. Oh. Well, women can't. I yeah. feel sorry for them. Yeah, I feel bad that they can't do that. But yeah, no, that definitely wasn't sparked by 
anything that actually happened in my yeah. life. I promise. Hey, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when there's a toilet right there, but you decide to use the sink. Yeah. 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 So I, I, it totally just popped in my head. It wasn't based on anything. I promise. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm start. Yeah. I'm trying to get into acting a little mm. bit more. Um, so I can learn that aspect of gotcha. it. Gotcha. But okay. it's all with the end goal of, I just want to make good shit. Yeah. And I want to collaborate I think everyone with people. Make, I think everyone wants to make good shit and like, you know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's the end goal for a lot of people, but some people can't make good shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people can make some good shit, but yeah. then other places it falls apart. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's true. Good point. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm. We're almost there. We're, We're almost there. there. We're almost, almost there. Almost there. <laughs> but uh, going back to Meet Me My Dreams, you talk about yeah. Earl, like that whole DP, the first time having all that control, all that stuff. Anything else from that set that we, you want to mention about that as well, that time? How many days was that shoot, by the way? Um, like five or six days oh, total. Not too bad. Yeah. No, and we just, we did it only on weekends. So okay. we would shoot it for one weekend, next weekend. Gotcha. Um, it was just an interesting, that was probably one of the least stressful sets I had been on yeah. at that point. Um, there was a little bit of stress um, just in terms of, of cause the director would freak out a little yeah. bit when it was, the time was crunching yeah. or when he was shooting, we were shooting montage stuff, which isn't even in the freaking film. <laughs> <laughs> you butthole. I, I called it. I knew it. <laughs> um, but it was just like, uh, no, it was it was a really good experience. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I took away with was how to work, how to work with very different conflicting personalities on set. Yeah. Because you have one person over here who's got one personality and this person over here yeah. is a total opposite yeah. personality and you have to be the go-between or you have to be talking to both yeah. of them and being able to go between them yeah. at a moment's notice. That's per a great uh, you know, great work as a director too to learn yeah. that and you know yeah, should read a book about psychology. I feel like as a director, as well too, because you have to yeah. really like know people. Like you said, know their yeah. thinking and their train of thought. And that yeah, it's you're right. Yeah, every I think every director should be a psychology major. Honestly, yeah. there you go. Like That's, film school is useless. Go be yeah. a do uh, go get a doctorate in yeah. psychology, and then you can direct. Then you'll be like Ron yeah. Howard levels. It's okay. Yeah, or even like <laughs> Steven Spielberg level. You know, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who's a classically great filmmaker. Kurosawa level. There you go. Oh, oh God, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause that's Dude, what, did you not see my collection I, of movies? I was I looking at I was trying not to stare at it because I was trying to focus. Yeah. But yeah, I Mandy caught my eye. Yeah. Haven't then, watched that one yet though. I I you haven't watched Mandy? Not yet. <sighs> I have I think I've watched about good God, I love, love Nick Cage. Let's say eighty five to ninety percent of all the movies in this fucking thing. And they're all Blu-ray. Yeah. I try to be Most as Blu-ray as possible because I do have a couple of DVDs. Blu-ray is the future. Like, just because Three Ninjas does not have a, a Blu-ray for it yet. Three Ninjas doesn't have a Blu-ray? No. Well, okay. So whoever owns whoever owns that, you need to get on Yeah, it. I think that's Touchstone, actually, still. Is it Touchstone? Yeah, okay, and, also, and also Surf Ninjas I have as well. <laughs> um, And Under the Cherry Moon, I do need to get the Blu-ray for that. The Bose. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. you even have... Oh, shit. You got little uh, alphabet cards. Yeah, I, I bought that's that funny. specifically. I was like, I need to know where my like shit is. What it, oh Kurosawa? That's right. You yeah. mentioned Kurosawa. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what when I started when I started the remake for Star Wars. Yeah. When I started doing it again, yeah, you still looked at Kurosawa I, films. I yeah, yeah, I really wanted. And when I talked to Dustin, I said yeah. the same thing. I was like, if you if I had to describe yeah. the aesthetic of this, it would be like 
anime Kurosawa. Yeah. Gritty anime Kurosawa. <laughs> uh, you know what movie you should check out then? Hmm. You ever hear Sword of Doom? The Sword of Doom? No. Sword of Doom. I think I have it. It's over there. It's in the corner. It's in the bottom. It's not Kurosawa. See it? I'll show it to you after, but that movie is a fucking fantastic <laughs> samurai movie. You'll hate the main character. Sort of doom. When did it? When was it made? In the sixties, I believe. It's uh, one of the dudes who's in some Kurosawa films. Actually, he plays the main character. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's it's a. I highly recommend. It. Okay. You no, know? I'm I'm always yeah. looking for inspiration. On the the one that I drew inspiration from the most, not even a Kurosawa film, but um, Forty Seven Ronin. Oh yeah. The aesthetic of that yeah. was just the God. original one, right? No. Uh, or the Keanu Reeves one? The Keanu Reeves oh, one. Keanu Reeves. Just the aesthetic. The in terms of like the aesthetic. Yeah. In terms of the visual. Yeah. Um, the way that it was shot. Yeah. I love that thing. It was, it was a weird movie. I it love is the way it was movie. shot. And I, in terms of like the color palette yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that and like Kurosawa, yeah. especially with the, the fight scene that Mindy's doing mm-hmm. and the fight scene that Mark and Kevin are doing yeah. are totally separate in terms of yeah. aesthetic and vibe. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Mindy fight, that's the Kurosawa fight. It's very, yeah. It's very serious. Yeah. It's very samurai. There's a lot of moments where they're sizing each other up. There's a lot of drama oh, and beautiful. tension just that, with yeah. their their eyes. Yeah. Um, and then the Mark fight is full on Star Wars. Yeah. It's full on like yeah. crazy ass choreography. I'm like not, not style. To the, yeah. Not to the extent of like like ridiculous crazy stuff. It's still got to look yeah. good. Um. But yeah, all in all, I was aiming for like a mix between the sequel and the prequel trilogies yeah, yeah. in terms of the lightsaber fighting. Yeah. So some fancy stuff like mm. the prequels, but yeah. still have that raw. Yeah, it's more from it, the sequels. Sam, like the the original trilogy is more like knights. <laughs> I feel like knights and samurai. Then this is like if you watch the Musketeer, that's the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> did, I, did I just blow the your more? Mind? The more. <laughs> Just, the more it simmers, the more it boils. Yeah. I'm <laughs> you're gonna go home watch the Musketeer today and be like, holy fuck. <laughs> He's right. That's totally right. Fuck. I'm throwing out the Musketeer um, of all movies. Yeah, when I'm I'm approaching this because I I went really in depth yeah. with the different lightsaber styles. Yeah. Like so every all of the different characters, they have their own lightsaber styles yeah. and we're fitting with that. Like yeah. there's different forms of lightsaber combat. Yeah. Like form one and oh, form Form two is uh, Count Dooku's. Mm-hmm. Form three is Obi Wan. Form yeah. four is uh, Qui Gon and Yoda. Yeah. Form five is the Sith one, yeah. the Anakin one. Form six is stuff like that. Maul, like they, yeah. uh, Maul's seven. Oh, okay. Maul's seven. Well, so th- yeah, it gets weird because form seven, form five, and form seven have two different forms. Form five, mm-hmm. it's there's one called Gem So, which is yeah. what Anakin does. Yeah. And then there's one called Shien, which is what Ahsoka does. Okay. It's the two-bladed one, underhanded, yeah. and then um, used for deflecting blaster fire. And then... Wow, you went really form, in depth. I'm not... Oh, God. oh, my gosh. Form 7, there's two of them. Yeah. There is um, the one that Mace Windu invented, which was Vapad. Okay. Um, and then the one that Maul did, which is Juyo. Juyo or something like that. So, all these... They're like actual combat forms. Like, you can go and find literature on the different stances and the forms. So like I went in and I'm making sure it's all fucking accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ours, this technically happens during the new Jedi order when, mm-hmm. which is when Luke Skywalker rebuilds the yeah. Jedi order. Um, 
That's what the forms come into play. That's well, the forms have always been oh, there, yeah. but like in terms of he's rebuilding the Jedi Order and yeah. trying to make it more like the classic one, not the New Republic. Yeah. When Obi Wan was yeah. around, the one, the original one. Yeah. Because First, yeah, yeah, the the Galactic Senate one. Yeah. They kind of they became a military. Yeah. And Luke wanted to avoid that. Yeah. He wanted to go back to the basics. He didn't want Jedi to be burying their emotions yeah. because that's what turns them to the dark side. They need to yeah. work through their emotions. Yeah. They need to understand the force's will. Mm-hmm. So he ch- rebuilt it like the classic one and he, yeah. he put a lot of focus on, on force, mm-hmm. um, force connection yeah. and also training with the proper styles again. Yeah. So like in, in the galactic Senate version, which is like the Obi-Wan yeah, yeah. Anakin that time period, they they banned specific forms. Like oh, you weren't okay. allowed to do Form 7 oh. because it was seen as a path to the dark side. The only person in the Jedi who did Form 7 was Mace Windu. Yeah. Um, and that's because he created his own because he understood that he rode the line between light and dark. I had a purple lightsaber. Interesting. It's red and blue. He was, and I he, know that. yeah, he rode the line. Yeah. And he had an inner darkness, and so he created a form that let him utilize that without turning to the dark side. Interesting. And it let him ride the line, and it let him use dark side energy from his opponent against them and reflect it back on them. So wow. he created his own form. He was legit. He was the greatest duelist of that era. Yeah. So Too bad he lost. Too bad he lost to a freaking <laughs> whiny Hayden Christensen, right? <laughs> Just cut off his hand. And no, the films didn't do it justice. You got to watch like the shows, like okay. Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. Like the, origi- the original Clone Wars the, with the yes. guy. Um, the CGI one, right? No, not the CGI one. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, the cartoon one. Sorry, the, yeah. the Samurai Jack guy. Yeah. Tarkov- Tarkovsky. I know what you're talking about. Um, Tarkovsky, you mean the... Uh, that's the that's Adrian... What's Andre his name? Tark- the guy I, who did Samurai Jack. Isn't Tarkovsky... Yeah, Tarkovsky's the guy who did Stalker and like Solaris. I might be thinking of the wrong name. <laughs> it's different. something like that. He did Samurai Maybe Jack. the same name. Um, and it, the original... Yeah. Before the episode three came out, they did... Um, they did a, a Samurai Jack art style version yeah. of Clone Wars. Okay. And Mace Windu in that... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. perfect. And yeah. then they did it a little... They touched on a little bit in the clone wars the this uh the cgi one the one that's currently going but yeah the the movies themselves are a terrible representation because mace windu was like 70 when he was doing those movies good point and so that whole fight when you go back and watch that fight now it looks so silly it's just two old men (laughs) cutting between them really quick just it's (laughs) (laughs) so when do you think you're gonna start production for the star wars film um Definitely not until early next year. Okay. Um, Quantum Arc is doing has a lot of projects on its plate for now. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're going to be totally ready with everything until at least February. Okay. Not so too bad. probably like March. Okay. We might start nice. production. It's going to be location based. Yeah. Once we have a location, that's pretty much the last thing we need. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's just rehearsing, rehearsing, yeah. rehearsing, rehearsing. Anything and else? And getting Mark in. <laughs> Freaking rehearse. <laughs> Anything else that you're doing current like? Like, you know, besides the Jedi thing that you're planning on doing? Yeah. Um, so I am doing I am doing stunt coordination for another feature film okay. that's gonna be filming early next year called uh Meet Me in the Meadow. Okay. Uh or Dreams of the Meadow. Something. Meet me in my dreams, dreams of the Meadow. That's all these uh Something with Meadow. Yeah, I can't I'm blanking on the name. Uh it's a local filmmaker named Jeff Pham. Okay. Um and they're casting I think they just finished casting for that film. So I'm doing um Stunt coordination and fight choreography yeah. for that film. Um, I just, I'm I'm working on uh, one of Quantum Arc's t- 
TV pilots with Michael Forsh. Okay. Um, a list casting. Okay, I'm going to yeah, be doing. I'm going to be doing AD. Okay. For him on going that. Going back to your going roots. back to AD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have those. I have. Oh my god! What else do I have? I know I have other stuff. Um. Oh, I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I don't know if this counts. This is just something I really want to do. I'm going to be doing a um an it parody okay um like a, a teaser trailer for an it parody that i just i really want to do where i play pennywise okay and it's it's just going to be fat pennywise <laughs> and i have some ideas that i just i really want to do it <laughs> i can't wait to see this <laughs> i'm sorry it just that's been on my mind lately um because of that oh and i'm doing um i'm acting and doing fight choreography for um a dc short film series what? um uh sirens no, not sirens. Um, a guy named, they haven't really done film before. It's just, they're all cosplay comic nerds yeah, yeah. and they want to do film stuff. Um, his name is Chuck Fisher and I got brought into it by Abby Ray. Okay. Abby Ray's in it. Um, Tanya Todd is in it as Catwoman. Yeah. Um, I'm doing, I'm playing the penguin. Okay. Um, so I'm doing the choreography for that mm -hmm. and I'm acting as the penguin. That's like a six episode thing that they're doing right it's now. It's weirdly coming full circle. You made a Batman uh, right show, and now you're playing a Batman now character. Made a penguin. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I'm so, awesome. I am excited for that. I'm stoked for you. I'm like I'm a huge Batman fan as well. That's, yeah, so. I I that was really fun. I was because Abby hit me up. Yeah. They were like, they're looking for a penguin, and I was like, can I be Danny DeVito? Yeah. No, me, me, no, me, probably me, not. Me, but I could probably me, be the Arkham version. You can be just Barrett. Uh, Bar I'll be Colin Farrell. What's his face? <laughs> I can Mickey from fucking Rocky. Merge it. Meredith Burgess, who played the penguin from the sixties. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that the sixties version existed. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, it's okay. It's it's all good. No Rest worries. in peace, Adam West. Um, yeah, no. So that was fun. I yeah. I like doing. That's another thing. I I love voice work. Yeah. I'm 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 really good with voices. Yeah. I do accents. I'm I can do any accent. I okay. can do impressions. I'm I really like voice work. So. I've been working on that too. Yeah. I've been doing some stuff where I get to do voice work. I've I'm getting my reels all set up for voice yeah. work. Um, I did a commercial for Joey Chirafi doing some voiceover, okay, and then cool. yeah, I get to do the penguin. I yeah, I love you. voice stuff. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Honestly, if I wasn't, if I had to choose between live acting and yeah. like voice work, I'd probably go voice work because I just I love using my voice. I'm really yeah. interested in accents and how they work and yeah. linguistics. Um, so that's just that's just one of those random things that I studied. What's your as favorite a, as accent? As a kid, because I was a lonely kid. Were you an only child? <laughs> I was no. Okay. No, but my brothers were yeah. like seven years apart. Okay, each. gotcha. So I, I technically was because yeah, I didn't have any. But I was just I was like a lonely little kid who just was just like I like voices. I want to learn to do that. Yeah. And it's just I want to learn to do all the voices. <laughs> and then I just did it, <laughs> and I started learning how and learning all the weird accents, little or things, the yeah. little quirks to like voices. Yeah. Oh my God. I have a funny voice story. If you would like, if, if tell I, me. Please. Oh my God. Okay. So we went to, uh, me and my friends, my, I lived in Jersey originally. So we you know Florida is very close to us. So we went to, uh, universal studios in Florida and, uh, we went to Harry Potter world and this just, it opened like the it, last year. And so like, not the last year, but like, the, it was the second year it was open. So I'm really, me and my friend are really excited. I for Harry with, Potter? Oh, yeah. All right. We sp I spoke with a fucking British accent for an hour and a half. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, my friend my friend Mitch, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, he told me. And then on top of that, so we're in line for- Were you doing it well? Oh, I, I guess so, because uh, this is what happened. So this woman, 
uh, goes up to it. Because I, I, as soon as I got in, I go, Gringotts, where is Gringotts? <laughs> and I'm just screaming. But we're in line for Ollivander's wand shop because, you know, there's that wand thing where you get picked or whatever. Yeah. So um, there's a cup, there's a family in front of us, and this woman comes up to us and she goes, Where's the line start? I'm like, Oh, over there. And she goes, In English, please? I'm like, It's over there. <laughs> in just, English, yeah. please. <laughs> in English, please. She's in English, please. I'm like, it's over there. Uh, do you know where our country comes yeah. from, ma'am? And, like. and and my my everyone's just laughing around me. And then the next thing I see is like the family in front of us is from England, I think, because they speak with a British accent. I'm like, oh well, I feel like a fucking douchebag now. God damn it, <laughs> dude. I don't see. <laughs> does that make you a douchebag? I feel like it does because like, I, I right. Mean, but you know what I mean? Because like I mean, I guess I mean I've heard Europeans having American parties, so I mean. I guess we're all douches to each other. Like, because I, mean, I, I just had that, I just kind of had that experience doing yeah. Nick's film. Because Joanne, is, her daughter is the lead actress, uh, Ashley, Ashley okay, Grubbs. Yeah. Um, and I was acting opposite of her, but Joanne was on set. And every, I'm one of those people that every time someone shows up with an accent, yeah. I have to do the yeah, accent. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I have to. Yeah. I have to fight it not to. Yeah. But I've just gotten to the point where most, like, I can read the room. Yeah. And so I'll just, do the voices. And I'm like, I'm worried. Am I coming off as a dick? Is yeah, she taking offense to this? That's the thing too. Like, you know, like, I, 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 all right, I guess I can tell this story. I might sound like a fucking total douchebag too. Like we had a neighbor complain about our trees yeah. and she was Asian. So whenever I tell someone the oh, story, no. I'm now trying to do an Asian accent because I have to imitate her and it just, and it sounds so bad, but it's just, I guess it's like, I don't feel like I'm the only one doing this because other people do this thing too. <laughs> It, it just yeah. comes off where I have to go. This is what she said to us, and that's how it interpreted into my brain. So yeah, like, it's just cemented as it's that. Just cemented as could that. Could you say the words in an English accent? Do you think you could? I feel like it doesn't really give the story the the validity of what happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like this is what happened if I tell you in English, but it works better. Okay, well you're gonna tell me the story. I'll tell you it off camera. Oh, you're not gonna do the <laughs> accent not, on yeah, air. No, oh, no. okay. No, no. <laughs> She's complaining about our trees and like how they're you know over her. Uh, you what know, kind? Over what kind of Asian? I don't know. She didn't even introduce herself to us. She like just knocked on our door, like, and complained about like <laughs> about like our trees. And I love the idea that that you would know that from the introduction. Be like, "Hello, I'm Japanese. My name is yeah, this." Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. She like it's like not even like, "Hi, I'm so and so." Like, I'm next door. You know, I'm the neighbor behind you. Like, you know, your trees. You know, can you do this? No, you should cut. It's like you should cut down your trees. Like, you know, like it'd be better for you, better for us. And like, I don't have to clean them up. And it's like. <laughs> It's the I'm like thinking about it, I'm like it's the fucking oh, fall lady like it's called fall leaves fall in the fall they die in the winter they come back in spring like it's called and like we don't have an HOA over here so it's like even funnier it's like you lucky asshole so it's like why the fuck do you give a shit like yeah so that's my that's my story about that about accents and I can't I can't be on set around people because I just like, oh dude no I yeah. can't but I've I've just got to the point where I just do it yeah and. If someone if someone is offended by it yeah. and they tell me, then I'll be like, Oh, okay, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. my bad. Good I'm point. just yeah. I'm just messing around. I'm yeah. sorry. And I'll stop. I'm not gonna be a dick about it. Yeah. But like that's just who I am. I yeah. just I'll I will bust into random accents for no reason. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm an that's only just, child and I did the same thing yeah, as a child. Especially yeah. like it's I'm Italian. Yeah. Um my family my mom no one in my family has like the New York accent yeah. or the Italian accent. Because yeah. they're they're all They've been pretty much in America. They're yeah. like my my grandpa has a Bronx accent. Yeah, because he he grew up. My dad in has a Bronx part accent, actually. But we're all loud. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll just that's what I'll do. I'll just yeah. bust it whenever whenever I'm angry. Yeah. Like I've been acting my whole life yeah. in a way because whenever I'm angry, I will just exaggerate it. Yeah. Just because it's entertaining to yeah. myself. 
And when I do it, I'll just go into that New York accent. Yeah. All right? Like, you put the fucking dishes over here. And I'm I'm walking in here. There's shit all over the place. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. All right? You you clean up your shit. Like, I'll just I'll yeah, yeah. go into that and I'll just pretend to be angry just because it, it's funny to me. And oh, I've just been doing <laughs> Thank you. Be like, is this where your fucking shoes go, eh? Johnny, is that where your fucking shoes go? Yes. It's not, is it? <laughs> But like, yes? Oh, okay. Well, let me just go put my shoes in your fucking bedroom. Let's do that. You can do that. That's <laughs> fun. But like, you being a smart ass? Huh? My middle name is smart ass. Talk about, oh, okay. Oh, fucking tough guy over here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's... I'll just... Yeah. Just... It's accents, yeah, I do the, I do the same thing with my dogs. Yeah. Like, I'll just... Like, if they're... Like, when I'm playing with yeah. dogs, I will give them voices. Yeah. I will get. I will figure out what voice fits. I that do that dog. with Bear all the time, and yeah. then I also sing to and him some I'll, songs. I I will speak as the dog yeah. in an accent, and that's just what I do. Like I'll, it's because yeah. it's fun to me. Like, um, like Mindy's dog yeah. is a little pit bull. This yeah, fat little piggy horse thing. That's what I call her. I call her a piggy horse because she grunts like a yeah. like a piggy, and she's she's a piggy horse. And for some reason, she has a Cockney accent. Or not like I, not a Cockney, a Welsh accent. I can see that actually, weirdly enough. And like she does this thing where she'll. She'll she'll have a ball in her mouth yeah. and she'll bring you the ball and she's like, take the ball. She's like, hey, take the ball. And then when you take the ball, she's like, fuck off, that's my ball. And she's like, so I'll give her, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. On the set of Meet Me in My Dreams, they, one of the actors had a little, um, a white husky mix. Yeah. And I spent, the whole cast, the whole crew spent like an hour trying to figure out what voice it would have. Yeah. I said, Nick Cage. I think I said Nick Cage. <laughs> I think I think that was the one we settled on. Yeah. <laughs> was was Nick Cage? I, I'm not gonna do the Nick Cage voice. Though. <laughs> what what voice do you think Bear has? Let me ask you that. Bear? Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, think about it. It's we'll, a Pomeranian, we'll, maybe we'll, French. French. <laughs> All right, I was thinking. Uh, I would I think, like you to pet me, please. I, I thought it was the Michael J. voice, Michael J. Fox voice, the <gasps> Martin McFly voice from Back to the Future. Oh God! That, <laughs> doc, doc, doc. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. pretty. No, that fits. Yeah, that fits. We're gonna come back to that. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna well, stew on it. I'll let you. I'll let you answer that at the end of the show. All right. I'll give you to the end of the show. I'm gonna stew on it. All right. So, anything else besides the last few things that we talked about that you're doing for 2021 so far? Hopefully. Oh, talk about Boomer real quick. I know you're on the set of that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Uh, I was on for one day. Okay. Um, what is that movie about? I'm a little confused. About- I have no idea. Okay. Because I, I, I saw, like, you know, army no shit. And then the I saw, guy, like, oh. so when I heard the name, yeah. for some reason, I thought there was, is there is there, a, like, a Hulu show called Boomer? I think there is. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let, you continue. I'll look Because, like, quick. I'm, like, when I... A friend of mine, Ben, yeah. like a few months ago, or ben a few Stauber, Ben, ben no, <laughs> Ben Stober, no, uh, uh, a new guy in town. His name is Ben Zarecki. Okay. He's a stunt guy. And um, when we were shooting, when we were shooting, Meet Me in My Dreams, he mentioned he was going onto the set of Boomer. And for some reason, the Hulu show popped into my head, or something. I was like, I thought it was a Hulu show. Um, but it turns out it's this Ryan Williams thing. The only thing I know about it. Is that Boomer is the name of the lead character? Yeah, I don't see any. I don't see any show. I could have sworn Boomer. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know why 
But yeah, so the only thing, I, the literally, the yeah. only thing I know about it is that Boomer is the name of the lead character. Okay. That's it. All right. I, I, I showed up yeah. with tactical gear. Yeah. I was decked out. Yeah. He was, I, I sent in, he was casting yeah. months ago, and I sent an email in like August, and I got an email like two weeks ago. Jesus. And and I sent pictures of all the gear that yeah. I have because I I have all that shit. Yeah. And I got an email like two weeks ago. He was just like, "Hey, um, if you're interested, we need somebody for this thing at at Nelson's Ghost Town." Yeah. I mean, I was like, "All right, cool. Yeah. I get to I get to get some footage of me doing tactical shit. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's do that." Um. So I showed up, waited around a lot. Yeah. Um. And got shot. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> was, what a day. Yeah. It was really cool. I met some really cool people. Yeah. There's a guy, um, actually, there, somebody you should totally have on named Sledge. Uh, his what? name is Sledge Francis. Okay. That's his name on Facebook. Um, okay. He's a former ranger um, who's doing filmmaking now. Oh, wow. He makes great shit. Like, I met cool. him on that, and I've, I have added him on Facebook, and some of the stuff that he's shooting. Yeah. Sledge uh, <sighs> Francis. Sledge Francis. Okay. I think that's his name. All I'll right. give you his information yeah, at the well. end of the thing. Um. And so I met a, a bunch of really cool yeah. people on that. I worked with Alan. Um, Alan Woodman is the uh, the stunt coordinator for yeah. that film. Um, he was originally the stunt coordinator for Star Wars. Okay. Um, yeah, but then that just kind of he he had other stuff he wanted yeah, yeah. to do. And understandable. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I totally understood, especially because at that time it was just hard to figure yeah. out some stuff with the project. But anyway, so it was interesting. I mean, it was interesting. I would say. I have issues. I have some issues with just with just some of the experiences that were on the set mm-hmm. um, in like, terms of a, a little bit safety. Okay. Some of the safety stuff, but it wasn't like something COVID too bad. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, stunt safety. Okay, stunt safety. Yeah. Like it wasn't anything too bad. It yeah. was just, it was not everything was being done that could to, to help to keep people safe. Understandable. In some, okay. of, the, in some of the situations. Yeah. With me, I know I got two giant ass welts from getting shot point blank with a paintball gun. Wonderful. So that was fun. Um, other people were bleeding. Ugh. So it was kind of, <laughs> that was that was interesting. Um, but I mean, do you have any specific questions about the set? No, I just want to know. I, just wanna know I don't want to rant about it. No, no, yeah, no, I was just asking about the experience of that because I know I saw something about you on Boomer. So I was yeah. wondering what that is. Knew anything about it or what? Was no, it? yeah, I could not figure out. Oh, all right, then, cool, man. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's head to the second part of the podcast. Then, oh, you yeah. ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. All right. So, <laughs> as everyone knows who listens to the podcast, we talk about the film community out here in Vegas, and yeah. in general, too. I ask people if they're not in Vegas, I know about their film community. So, we talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, and what can we do to get to the next level? Because I feel like to get Vegas to the next level, we all need to see the flaws in Vegas and kind of work on them and get better in general so yeah. let's do the positives in life because everyone loves positive things strengths strengths of the vegas film community give me some or if you have any you can say no i don't have any uh, <laughs> no i definitely have some um organize this all right I'm organize this into my head we're, we're doing we're doing strengths first then weaknesses strengths first and then we everyone do- wants to get to the weaknesses they want to criticize i know somebody. and i have to hold people <laughs> off <laughs> um strengths i I think there's a good, there's a spectrum. Yeah. I think there's a good spectrum of people who can, who can thrive doing different things. Okay. I think that I've met tons of people that I know are great at some of the things that they do. Yeah. Um, even if they, if they just tend to stick in those lanes to a fault. Yeah. Um, like Nick, I love Nick. 
I think Nick is one of those people where if he really put his effort, if he really put his mind to it, I think mm. he could really make something of himself. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic filmmaker. I think he's, I love the guy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm biased. I love the guy. Yeah. And I just, I, that would probably be the biggest strength. There's a lot of, there's a mix. There's a yeah. very big spectrum. You can find anybody mm. who can do anything here. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, I think also, like, like we, I said earlier, like some people like overly where they're doing too much. Yeah. It's like, all right, they got to rein it in a little bit. Yeah. They, they stretch themselves too thin. Yeah. Um, then there's also, I will say there's, there is passion. Yeah. There's, there is a lot of passion here. Um, I'm, I guess you could say that about anywhere, yeah. but it's the film community here seems, seems weirdly like tight knit, which goes to that weakness, which you mentioned a lot earlier with the clicks. It is clicky, but yeah. that's the thing. Like as a whole, yeah. It's very tight knit to to a fault, yeah. I do think. Um, but I'm trying to not go to the negatives yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that's it's just it's hard. It's hard to think of things, especially like, with the way that things are going right now. Yeah. It's so hard to think of positive things because, like, even in general too. There's always like you know I'm, I I live in here since what 2013, and really in the film community in the sense of like really getting out there more in like 2015 ish, uh, like around your time, and you know just seeing like. The, the there's passion, but also yeah. then there is the clicks, which we're going through the weaknesses a little bit, which I don't want kind of old yet. Yeah. There's any more strengths, but still like there's something. It's a weird community because everyone like there's a weird thing. Like it's like down. Like I like to compare this to downtown. Also, like, you know how downtown has like oh we're gonna revitalize downtown. Then six months later we're not really gonna revitalize downtown anymore. Then we you know it's a it's just a cycle. That's like the film community here. It's yeah. a weird cycle where someone new comes into town, everyone's on them. And then all of a sudden they're off, and then someone new comes. Everyone's on them. It's like everyone has a new shiny toy for like a good few months, and then they yeah. reali- either realize they're not that good, or you know, it's. I mean, that's just Vegas working. culture yeah, as a whole. Ve- yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I mean, that's I'm, just like, in I've general. Been only here for seven years, so I can't really. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, especially like. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm guilty of it, to an extent. I'm one of those people where, if I think. You're good. Yeah. If I think you're really good, if I think that there's, if I can look at you and say, okay, no, he can make something of himself, yeah. then I'm going to make yeah. a connection. Yeah. Not just because I want to mooch off you. Yeah. But because I'm not going to go into the negatives yet, yeah. but because it's, it's, it's rare. Yeah. It's rare in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, I hopped on with Devin Tier. Yeah. I love Devin Tier. I great. think yeah. he, He's going to be the next success story out of this town. He's a very good go-getter. He, he is. is a very he good he yeah. works. He yeah. self-doubts himself. Yeah. He has a lot of self-doubt because yeah. I was just on set for his... I totally forgot yeah. that one too. Oh my God. I was just on set for his... He was doing a um a spec script, a spec film yeah. um, that he's trying to pitch and he hit me up and because he wanted a an armory designed. Yeah. Because he knows me, I'm the gun guy. Yeah. And he was just like, he hit me up. He's like, hey, um, we need an armory. Yeah. I was just like, okay, how many? Yeah. <laughs> how many How many guns do you yeah. need? And what kind of armory? Yeah. Uh, do you want like a John Wick armory? Do, do you, you want like a Rambo armory? What kind of armory do you want? Do you want a T2 armory? Do you want a T2 armory? And he's, <laughs> what kind of armory do you want? And he's just like, it looks like a fancy mob armory. Okay. I was just like, all right. All right, I could do that. And so I yeah. I don't know. Did you see the pictures from that one? I haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah. So I designed that one. I might have posted on the other account. That's why. Okay. Um, I got to keep it with both your accounts, man. I can't do this. Yeah. Can't do this. I designed 
Uh, yeah, so I designed that entire uh, like an armory, the entire yeah. room. I have I have a connection where I have tons of prop guns. Yeah, um, and I hit them up, and I got, I think there was like forty. Nice. And I built out this whole armory, um, and he like that was the I love Devin so much, and yeah. that was the best thing when he walked into that room and he looked, he was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. He was like, this is amazing. Yeah, Devin. Shit. For Devin the for awesome. the for all of their money went into the yeah. location, so for him to come in and see that and just. Like yeah. have his wildest expectations yeah. blown out of the water. I was like, okay. He was on the podcast, by Ooh. the way, Devin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which one? He's like one of the first earlier. He's the earlier person. Like, he's I'm like, gonna have to go watch that. He's one. uh, it, it's not video. It's just audio. It's like episode six, seven. I'm gonna have to go listen to that. Yeah, because he's he's gonna be the next yeah. success story to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I can. He's he I, knows what he's doing. Yeah, we'll get to like another part, but I'm gonna say this right now. I put all my chips in a in a in a basket right now for Alberto and Hassani with the takeout. Oh shit. So, Shit. Like, okay, no, yeah. never mind. Sorry, Devin. Sorry, Devin. All right, he's going to be the next success story after, after the, Alberto yeah. and Hassani because yeah. they're already doing they're, the success yeah. story. Yeah, because like, the amount of clout surrounding yeah. that film. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, I mean, I, I think we're kind of getting a little off, like back and forth. Sorry, yeah. That, but <laughs> like something I say in, on the podcast a lot, and I say it because like. If you're listening to it and you're saying, if I'm saying the same shit over and over again, like there's a reason why the Vegas film community to get out to break this glass ceiling is not a horror film. It's not a B horror nope. film. It's not some other shitty fucking movies. Like it's, it's about, like I always say this Moonlight. Moonlight yeah. takes place in Miami, right? But you don't fucking know that. It's like the dirty of Miami. And we need like the suburbs of Vegas and all that shit, not the strip and stuff like that. Yeah. And Takeout Girl, what I've seen. Is gonna be that film, I think personally. Again, yeah. chips all in that basket, and it's a lot of pressure on Hassani and Alberto if they're listening right now. But it's a lot. But I mean, I think that's the film that will break. There, yeah, and, and that's just me personally. I think so. Yeah. I really do think so. That I can't. I I really want to see that film. Yeah, I like, do. Too. Um, yeah, I the amount of success ever since I saw their first. The first thing I ever th- saw Red Hood from Nate. them was Redhead. Yeah, yeah, and immediately I was like, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, this is a different level. This is a different level. Yeah, like is. I thought, I thought this was like a the quality of something that like usually Ismahawk would be yeah. pushing out. And then well, I think they them, worked with Ismahawk on did, that. As, did they work I it? I think they. I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I thought I thought I saw something like that where they worked with Ismahawk. Okay, I think, but okay. maybe they didn't. But yeah, just the camera work yeah. of it, man. Yeah, like, man. I I had heard that certain people when I first entered, I had heard that certain people were yeah. like the the camera guys in the city. Yeah, and I was like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. And I had never heard of Alberto. Yeah, and then I saw that. Yeah, and that's when I was like, the thing about Alberto is he started like he, he was on the he's actually on the podcast uh, two weeks ago, I think. If I'm doing my math correctly, of when episodes air, two weeks ago. If you listen to his podcast, he explains like his startup basically like. About how he was doing other things, and then he got into like more deep. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It would honestly, in in terms of local dreams, yeah. it, I would love to work with yeah. either of them. Yeah, I've been following Hassani since that was one of the first people I followed in Vegas, yeah. and then that led me to Alberto. Yeah. Um, and because they were doing, they were doing a class, weren't they? Yeah, they do. That's the, what it was. Uh, they do. Um, they were doing an acting director's class. Teaching acting. Yeah. Directing direct actors on. Fuck, I've always fucking yeah. forget it, but it's a, it's a it's a wonderful class I've heard. Yeah, yeah. And that's I've been following um, Hassani for a yeah. while. I've never really talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Great guy, you should really talk to him. I I would love to work with them, yeah. especially because I really the thing that I really want to focus on most right now, mm-hmm. honestly, is uh, action work. Yeah, I I love doing action work. I've been trying to put myself out there as someone 
who can who can do specifically like the gun stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think movies like Sicario and John Wick kind of mm-hmm. pushed the envelope on yeah. it and people are starting to want to do more realistic stuff. Yeah. And I have been training in firearms my entire life. Yeah. I've done military level courses. I've done Old courses thing. with yeah. police. I've done everything. I'm an instructor. And so when I saw that starting to happen, yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I can like, maybe yeah, yeah. I can make a name for myself of doing that here. Yeah. Cause I really love doing gun yeah. stuff and I want to do gun stuff. So I'm going to be putting together some choreography stuff That's awesome. to like, to sample, yeah. to show people what I can do. If I, I mean, if that would be the way that I get to work with them, that would be so cool. That would be cool, but, right? uh, <laughs> So anyway, I'm sorry. So no, strengths. Okay. No, okay. Strengths. <laughs> strengths. Strengths. <laughs> Went off on a tangent. Any, anything else about strengths? It's fine. We get on tangents on the show all the time here. Yeah. Um, Damn, man. No, it's honestly that. We just have such a wide array. Yeah. We have such a wide array of people, and there's, there is passion. Yeah. Um, it might not be utilized properly all the yeah. time, but it's there's passion. Okay. I can honestly say that, that now there's there's a lot of people in this town that I respect yeah. for what they do. Yeah. Um, that's That would be it. It's just, it's passion, and there's just a spectrum of talent here. Yeah. So- And the theater community. Theater community. Theater community is- I've seen some really good stuff come out of here. Okay. Especially like people like Coco. Yeah. Like Coco, I think she just got a one woman, she just got her own show for, oh, wow. a, for a UNLV theater live stream or something. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've met some theater people here who are just amazing. That's where Mindy started was theater okay. too. And Mindy's like my don't, favorite. Don't give me all Mindy stuff because she's going to be on the podcast. Oh no. She, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Mindy. <laughs> no, she's like my favorite person yeah. in this town right now. Okay. So yeah, I yeah. just, I work with her. I, I can work with, Anybody yeah. as much as possible, it's her because okay. I just have that relationship with her. Gotcha. Now, should we go on to the weaknesses? Are you ready for this? I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready. ready. I'm ready for the juice. Give me the juice. <laughs> Give him the juice. Um, Rusty Myers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let that back. Let I'm just. That I'm gonna keep. Back. I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we said the first thing earlier. We'll talk about the clinging. Uh, Clicky. The clicky. The clicky. Sorry. It is really hard yeah to get other people interested in you yeah because they that the clickiness is a simp is an is a i i would say that the clickiness is a symptom of a larger problem yeah which is everybody thinks they're the greatest thing that's ever happened and that their team is the best thing that's ever happened and yeah, and and another thing about the clickiness too, how I see it as well, and it kind of goes back to what you said about working with Mindy. I'm, I'm not trying to be an ass or anything, but I think people work with the same people too much, and I think sometimes yeah. you need to break away for a little yep. bit and go, okay, I work with like you know, if we were working on the same thing for a long time, yeah. I'd be like, hey man, I got step away for a second, Let me grow yeah. a little bit more. So I mean, I to to the benefit of if you do it right, yeah, because I mean like. Elena Bottom Carter yeah. is in every one of Tim Burton's films. Yeah. Johnny Depp is in every one of Tim Burton's mm-hmm. films. And Samuel L. Jackson and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. It just gotta be the right fucking person. Yeah. And that's, no, that's true too. That's yeah. that's the thing. But at the same time, Quentin Tarantino I mean, sorry, Samuel L. Jackson isn't always waiting for a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. Yeah. Exactly. But also Larry Fishburne was actually supposed to be Julius at one time. Oh God. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. And then also Larry Fishburne was supposed to be Zeke uh, or Zeus also in Die Hard with Vengeance. Damn, Samuel L. Jackson just keeps poaching. Yeah, it was a mar- <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. It, it was a market correction. <laughs> was Samuel L. Jackson supposed to play fucking Morpheus? Did uh, Lawrence no, no, Fishburne no. finally no. get him back? No, I guess Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishburne finally. Boys got him in the back. hood? No. Yeah, no, no. Uh, there's actually, if you listen to, I love this podcast, The Rewatchables. They go yeah. after old like movies that they love watching over and over again. And Quentin Tarantino was on the podcast, and they talk about like uh, 
I think King of New York, they talk about Larry Fishburne and like Quentin Tarantino's experience with him mm-hmm. and how he wrote like certain things for Larry Fishburne and like Larry Fishburne was like, nah, I'm good. Oh, Basically. Man. That but yeah, see that's the thing. It has yeah. to be the right person. I think yeah. people the thing, the clickiness here, yeah. the detriment is that it's not people that they work really well with. It's yeah. just their friends. That's yeah, that they're that's afraid, sorry, yeah. they're afraid to tell them. You need to get better. Yeah. They're afraid to tell them, ah, I mean, this person's going to play this part better than you. Yeah. They're afraid of that because yeah. every everyone is tiptoeing yeah. on well, glass. It goes also around to, people it here. It goes to critiquing people. Yeah. People can't take critiques. Yes. Like, I'm from, I went to art school. That's a huge thing here. It. People, I oh, see. And even, even now I'm yeah. like, I'm like, You're, am I going to burn a bridge yeah. by, sh- by critiquing somebody's yeah. stuff? But it's like, like I'm, I mean, I mean, I might as well. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. I'm like the first Immortal Wars. Yeah. Joe Lujan, I have respect for him. Yeah. I think the dude works hard. Yeah. The dude can make his shit look good. Yeah. But like, yeah, dude. No, I know. You got it. You got to cast some people that can actually play these parts well. Yeah. Like, because when I saw Immortal Wars, I'm not, I'm not gonna name the specific actors, yeah, yeah. but like, there were some parts in there where I was just like, oh my god, yeah. dude, like. I know people in this town that could have played that part better. I think also... And it's just because you're their best friend. They're your friends. And I get it. You want to make films with your friends? But you need to... If you're going to make a film that's basically made for money, you got to be a little bit smarter business-wise. And I think also, too, like another problem with that, too, is like these people... When they make these films, they're making them free, making them for cheap. I don't... Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But the thing is, too... Like there's also times where you need like again we said you said this earlier it's a cooperative it's a collaboration collaboration yeah yes cooperation also team teamwork just all that yeah. shit in general have a fucking team yes don't hire people that you don't that don't know how to do the job that people who went to school for or even like people that learned on set in general like yeah. you yourself hire those people to be on this and like yeah and you can make a better product because all the films all the good films yeah. that I've seen come out of here are from People that aren't just casting their fucking friends. Yeah. They're people that put out casting calls. Yep. They're people that find the best characters. Uh, Kelly Schwartz, yeah. great filmmaker. Abigail Haunting, great fucking film. And I don't think any of his friends were in that film. Yeah. I think he, you have to do that. You have to. Yeah. Hisani and Alberto, Alberto, I bet you they're not just casting their friends just yeah. to cast them. They want to make yeah. a business out of it. Yeah. They want to be successful filmmakers. Something I like to say also is like, I heard this a long time ago, it's not show art, it's show business. Yes. Yeah. And that's, see, that leads to another issue. I think this town, I think Vegas is too filled with hobbyists. I think so too. And that also leads to another theory of mine, which I always say is if you take a pie graph, right? 90% of the actors in here in Vegas can't act. And they say they're actors, but they can't act for shit. It's the 10% who I feel bad for who are getting the fucking shit out of the stick about stuff and aren't getting serious roles. And there's also the problem with, here's the strength of this. We have such a talent pool, like you're saying, but we're getting pushed aside for the Hollywood people that are coming in. Yeah. And that's an issue too. Like, why aren't we giving our, you know, local people more love on films in general? And even like pushing for the indie market as well too. Because like anybody who, anybody here who's serious about cast, about casting their films that they want to shoot here, they're not only casting it in Vegas. Yeah. They're putting it on act, on breakdowns. They're sending it to LA. Yep. They're sending it to the Western market. Yeah. And they're, unfortunately, a lot of the people in Vegas don't have 
the education. Yeah. They don't have the coaching. They don't have the classwork yeah. that proves yeah. it. Yeah. If you're an actor in Vegas and you are not taking classes in LA, yeah. you're not you're not doing it right. Yeah. Because I'm sorry that no matter who you are in this town, I there are some great coaches here. Yeah. Okay. I and I'm gonna get into a little bit of the agent shit here, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There are some great acting coaches here. Yeah. Um, but it's not just about learning. Yeah. It's about your resume. Casting directors want to see specific coaches on your resume. If you're really? if a casting director in LA yeah. or any casting director that knows anything yeah. is looking at your resume and they don't see anybody that they know yeah. in terms of a school or a yeah. course, they're not that's the first thing uh, besides your headshot. Yeah. If your headshots suck, you're done. But that's the second thing yeah. is your resume. They're going to look at your resume and your headshots before they ever look at your reels, look at your clips, yeah. anything. So if uh, he's asking you this, like how can you like, let's say you get a local acting coach here, right? Yeah. Like, and so, and they get in, you know, you get a fucking thing in LA when you send your shit in, right? That's how it works. I'm guessing. Like, and they look at your acting coach and like, why, how's, how they know if that acting coach is good or not. Exactly. Like, Exactly. Yeah. So put it this way. Yeah. You're a casting director. Okay. And you've got two people. Okay. You've got one person who's from Vegas. Yeah. And, oh, they've worked with Paul Campanella. Yeah. I know. Oh, Paul Campanella, he's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Or they've done Screen Actor System yeah. with Stu Chaikin. Yeah. Okay, cool. How the hell is a casting director in LA going to know them? Yeah. They're not. Yeah. You know who they're going to know? They're going to look in there. They're going to be like, oh, BGB, Risa Bram Garcia. Yeah. I know her. Oh, oh Deb Aquila. Oh, I know her. Because they're in LA, right? Yeah. I God know damn. all of these coaches. And every time I've ever auditioned one of these co- people that yeah. come from these classes, they're good. Yeah. Because these classes don't just let you in. You yeah. have to audition to get in the class. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I totally, totally didn't know that. Yeah. So if you are an actor mm-hmm. and you want to be taken, if you only want to act in Vegas, good, go ahead. All yeah. power to you. Yeah. Everybody's going to know you. Congratulations. Yeah. But... As of right now, if you want to make a name for yourself, you have to work in L.A. Gotcha. You're going to have to. Yeah. Or, I mean, Georgia. Yeah. But even that's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. Um, Texas is growing, too, surprisingly. Texas is growing. Even uh, <laughs> yeah, Florida, in a sense, too. Yeah. I heard that. Like, they put a billion dollars. Dude, Tennessee one. has been shooting tons of random yeah. things. I don't... It, like, it's like cop shows. No, I don't understand There's no more happening. hubs anymore. In New York. Like, I mean, because, like, you know, <laughs> this can be just a hub for you to go anywhere, in a sense. Like, you know, live here and just fucking travel all the places. Okay. There is hubs in a few... Like, I mean, for if you want to do TV, yeah. you probably want to go to New York. Or Canada. Or, or Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to do films, you yeah. probably want to go to LA. LA. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. If you are an actor in Vegas and you want to be taken seriously by people that aren't only in Vegas, yeah. you need to do cl- classes in LA. You okay. have to. Yeah. Because those are the people that casting directors yeah. know. So that's my little agent tip of the day. Got you. All right. No, that's a good tip. I, <laughs> and that I would be shit. BGB Studios, yeah. which is um, Risa Bram Garcia. Uh, Deb Aquila is, is a pretty well known one. Okay. Um, I don't, I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head, but yeah. basically you need to go, Someone you need to talk shows, to yeah. your agent. Yeah. If you have an agent yeah. in Vegas or if you have an agent that's in LA and yeah. you're in Vegas, good job. Yeah. First of all, um, you need to ask them who are the, who are the, uh, the instructors, yeah, yeah. the classes in LA yeah. that I can take do that. Yeah. Cause you're not going to get anywhere if you don't. So you might, you, you might have your lucky break. Mm-hmm. You might, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, other weaknesses. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> just okay. I just wanted to throw you're, that you're tip just, out. No, there. you're just really like making the the weaknesses really more depressing. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, that's the thing because yeah. people they don't know they don't know. They don't know. Yeah, They're, no one's telling them. That's true because 
why would they? Yeah. LA doesn't give a shit about us. No. And but then you but have does people... Vegas really give a shit about, like does the Vegas community give a shit about Vegas community if you think about it? Yeah. There are some people. I'm gonna go back to the strengths yeah. real quick. Okay. There See, is there a go. group of people that everybody needs to be working with. Besides Alberto yeah. and Hassani. If you can work with them, great. I focus. I focus. I focus. Um that's Curtis Abraham. Okay. Uh Gino Payne. Oh, the uh, uh group Quentin, right? Yeah. Gr- uh, f- yeah, 360. Yeah. Them. Oh, Devin. Yeah. Devin's Devin's yeah, So they joined up yeah. with iFocus yeah. and they have they just built their um, studio. their studio. Yeah, I have, I have Gino supposed well Gino, I have a reschedule with on the podcast, so I don't oh, remember God. what day I have him on. I but love Gino. Yeah. So. Um, I need to work with him, too. Um, so, yeah, that they're probably, aside from Hassani, yeah. like Hassani and, and Alberto, they're going to be the next up-and-comers from yeah. Vegas, but iFocus and 360 Films, yeah. they're going to be the people who put Vegas on the map, map. in terms of making films. Yeah. Um, and pro- professional stuff, especially yeah. now that we have the Raiders here, yeah, that gives them so much opportunity. Because I'm pretty sure they they're doing a lot of the Raider promotion stuff, yeah, yeah. if I recall correctly. Um, and then Danette Toll with the Nevada Film Office yeah. has been banging it out, and she's been getting a lot of attention. So mm-hmm. shout out to Danette Toll because yeah. I've always loved her. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, but that's a strength that yeah. that that we have. We're now starting to get facilities. Yeah. Um, that can start. Doing making those yeah. kinds of productions. Yeah. So no, good good for them. Sorry, went back to the strengths a little bit. I'm yeah. I'm frazzled. No, no, okay. I go okay. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. No, no worries. I actually yeah, funny story. I reached out to uh, Nevada Film Office about you know sponsoring the podcast at one time when we first started this thing. Yeah. They never answered me back. No. No. Because Danette, what the heck? It wasn't Danette. It was Eric. Eric. Oh, Eric. Eric I don't yeah. know who Eric is. He was the president, I guess, or something like that of the Nevada Film Office. Oh, uh, okay. I told him like, "Hey, this is the this is the podcast, the idea of the podcast." And then we talk about the strengths, weaknesses. Yeah. And I think that turned them off, right? When oh, when you say I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna talk about the strengths, weaknesses." And when like, you say the weaknesses, do. yeah, like you know, we have to be honest and open. Like, yeah. No, you and then have the funny to. thing is, like a week later, they start their own podcast, and then they ask that same question to someone. I'm like, "Well, you just stole my idea." Or maybe they didn't respond because they were already planning on doing yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But they don't have a podcast anymore. How far up your own ass are you? Dude, I'm, I'm pretty far up my own ass. I did <laughs> <No>. six... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm fucking humble as shit about this stuff. I mean, listen, I had 32... I've done six shots of ketamine today. I'm so far up my own ass. You don't even know. <laughs> I had a chicken fried steak. I'm pretty far up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, um, but yeah, so, the, so back to the weaknesses. Yeah. Um, that's honestly it. I think yeah. people need to be, need to accept people need to accept that their projects are going to be worlds better yeah. if they acknowledge they are not the best. Yeah. The moment you do that, it's yeah. so freeing because then you're getting people involved yeah. that know what they're doing or exactly. that have that knowledge that you don't. Mm-hmm. It's a collaboration. Yeah. People hate it because everything's done for free yeah. and okay, I'm yeah, sorry, I, but yeah, I can't put the free and freelance my whole life yeah, though. That's the problem. It's, I'm, yeah. I get that. But like if, at least if you're going to do it for free, yeah. that's even more reason for you to collaborate yeah. and not think you're the fucking best yeah. because you're not, yeah. you're just not. Yeah. And, and some people are really good at the, at some things yeah. like Joe Lujan, when he did immortal wars, mm-hmm. um, he's, I mean, he's pretty good at VFX. Yeah. Like I saw the, the VFX that, that was pretty good. Yeah. It, the, it was shot really him, well I too. Give him, I give him the, I give him for the VFX and I give him for the posters. Like yeah. His posters are fucking oh, yeah. phenomenal. But like, I've seen Immortal Wars. I've seen like the trailers. I'm like, Ooh, not my cup of tea. Not, yeah. But I respect the fuck out of them for making these films. Like, I don't like. Yeah, and I, the comic. Yeah, I, I do enjoy the comics. Yeah. I will oh, say, yeah, that. I read the comics. Um, the Ravage Rain universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they were based on. Yeah. Um, but he he like 
he he should not be writing his own films. Makes sense, yeah. Or just have someone <laughs> like, like, but like get, he, he some, get a it, get a guy that you know yeah. who's really good at writing dialogue yeah. and be like, hey, can you check yeah. this over? Let me exactly. can you check that yeah, over. Everywhere. Boom. Yeah. That's what. That's the thing. When I write, I hyper focus on dialogue. Yeah. I I. The dialogue is the main thing for me. Like, and and if your dialogue isn't sound, yeah. then the rest of it kind of just falls apart to exactly. me. Like, you, like I need yeah. to, when you say a word, what the first thing that's going to suspend my suspension of disbelief is if what you're saying makes me cringe or not. Yeah. If I can, factor, what? Right? what are you talking yeah. about? Or if I can just like, I'm following. Okay, yeah. cool. Like it's, it's just that stop thinking you're the best. Yeah. Everybody, not yeah. just Joe Lujan. No, yeah. I'm not singling Joe every, Lujan out. Everyone in general. Everybody yeah. find someone, find people that are better than you. Yeah. And surround yourself with them. Cause not only will you learn from them, mm-hmm. But your project is going to be so much better. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I am so tired and this is, this gets a little bit, this comes out as a little bit of a saltiness. Okay. I see people that are bullshitting other people in terms of what their specialties are, what their experience are, what they can do. I just made a post about it the other day Okay. because of a specific thing that I saw. And it's, it's when you claim you can do something, but you're bullshitting just because you have the reputation of, of this category of thing. Yeah. The people who actually can do it are yeah. going to see you and are saying, dude, you're, you're bullshitting. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. And you're making these, pro- these projects worse because of it. Yeah. Because you want to be greedy and you want to think that you're the fucking hottest shit. If ever. I may, I have to ask now, like I'll ask me, I'll, I'll ask you when we're done. Yes. Okay. No, you can ask me when okay. I'm done, I'll ask you freely but when we're done. I'm, it involves, it involves gun shit. I'm okay. going to put it that that was the one that set me off recently. Gotcha. Um, but that's that's beside the fact. OK. Um, no. Yeah. Just people yeah. need to stop sniffing up their own assholes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> they just need to accept. Yeah. They need to collaborate. And, they and, need to stop yeah. being clicky. And just understand critique is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, I mean, if, yeah, you can come off as assholes. Like, I thought it was bad. But if you don't give it reasons why. No. Then you're an asshole. But if you give reasons why it's bad and you like the person like I don't understand it and have an open dialogue. Yeah. Then like the person shouldn't be like. Yeah, no, that's project. the thing. Everyone is so they're yeah they're just they want they're protective of yeah, themselves. Their babies they are have like, they have no they, their egos are yeah. too big. You can't criticize. Them yeah, because then it's a personal attack on them. Yeah, exactly. So and it sucks because even now, yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm afraid to like criticize yeah. films or criticize filmmakers yeah. from what I've seen because I'm like okay, well, bridge burned. Yeah, I it's like you. that sucks. Yeah, that yeah. really sucks because like I was on like I I. I hate to go back to that well, but I was on set for the second Immortal Wars. Yeah. I was on set for the second Immortal Wars um, for three different scenes. Okay. And I didn't see a single ounce of directing coming from Joe Lujan. I didn't, no, I didn't see a single ounce of directing coming from him, which is really weird because like I've seen some of like his horror movies. I've actually been a fan of quite a few of them. Okay. Um, Like A Telephobia. Yeah. That's a pretty, okay. Rust. Yeah. Not as good as a telephobia, in yeah. my opinion, but hey, but like, he he was very he was very um, timid yeah. about directing his actors. It was it was weird. Yeah. I, I it's like it's I don't know. Yeah, huh. it's like it's like no, you're like Nick. Uh, yeah. Nick is a perfect example. Yeah. I have told him, Nick, you should not be a director. You your strength is not directing. Yeah. Your strength is camera. You yeah. can do camera. You can do editing. You can do color. Yeah. If you 
plan for it. Yeah. But his strength is not directing, and I've told him that. Yeah. I've straight up told him that. I wish I could tell other people that. Yeah. Your strength is not directing. What is my strength? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What have you made? Uh, <laughs> so I can watch it. I can send you some stuff. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. I mean, your I mean, your strength is talking to yeah. people. You're <laughs> yeah, doing so, this yeah. pretty well. Yeah, thank you. I feel comfortable. Yeah. I'm the frazzle-minded one. Yeah, if yeah, I ever no. start ranting, just it's okay. no worries. get off topic. Let no, me know. No, no. One <laughs> of the Joe Rogan of a, a film podcast, I guess. Yeah. I like to call it so okay, so I mean, we've had a pretty productive day. I've yeah. now burned a few bridges. It's fine. Um, so I, Rusty Myers. Wait, I'm just I, I, I wanted to say another weakness before we went to another. <laughs> no, do it. Something I believe in is that there's. I, I mean, this is just my personal again personal opinions and what I believe is there's too many fucking film festivals out here too, and I think the <sighs> I think the film festival circuit mm. has run. I, I was talking to a friend last night about this too. Um, and I was like, dude, film festivals in general, I think, have been running thin, and there's just too many where people can just send anything to it, and there's not really much competition to it. Yeah. Like, there's like, because there's films, and I'm like, how the fuck do these people win an award? You know what I mean? Like, And then you see the name of the festival, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, because there's, you know, there, what blew my mind, there's, a, you know, Las Vegas Action on Film Festival. I use this, I used to use this example a lot. It's like, how, like, they have all these fucking goddamn categories, and like, someone won, and I was like, how? Like, weren't they the only people in the fucking category? Like, was there one person in the category? Two people in the category? What, what film was it? I don't want to say it. But like, <laughs> tell me off. off I'll camera. tell you. Yeah. Um. But still, like, like, cause it. If I saw the film, it was fucking bad. I'm like, how did this win an award? Like, that's why I, I question film fucking f- film festivals out here. Cause I'm like. What's the validity of film yeah. festivals anymore? Like, dude, because you know I mean? yeah, and then there's the silver, like, the silver state one. Yeah, like, my whole thing is if if Boulder you're making, City, yeah, if you're making yeah. a film, right? I'm cool with film festivals. I really am. Like, but the thing is, don't fucking do it here. Send it out to like oh, Ohio. Yeah. Send it out to L.A. Send it out oh, yeah. everywhere else besides your home state because that makes more yeah. fucking sense. Yeah, because yeah. then you're just showing it to people that would have already no, seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And no, it thing. needs to be. I the festivals on. Unf- I mean, I guess feeling. not yeah. even unfortunately. Festivals yeah. are pretty much the only way for small filmmakers to yeah. make a name for themselves. But I think, I think weirdly enough, no, because you have so many um, avenues in sense of YouTube, Vimeo. You do, you do. but do. the thing is, is with unless you are a social media marketing guru, yeah. or hire someone to do social media marketing, yeah. even that you should no, probably. I mean, yeah, that's true too. You know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fucking variables. You know, nowadays, and unfortunately, so. it's just the way that the game works. If yeah. your short film has laurels on it, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Now but, it's it means but, more. But, but it's here's, like here's the thing too. I was like I said yesterday to my friend too as well. Let's say your your fucking film gets a shit ton of laurels, right? Yeah. You post it on YouTube. Still, only thirty people watch the fucking film. Yeah. Your laurels mean jack shit. Yeah. No, the laurels thing is more for your resume. Yeah. Honestly, that's all yeah, it is. It doesn't. It's because. When you're making short films, you're yeah. kind of making short films for the industry. Yeah. You're making short films to tell the industry. I'm here. The industry, it's just like, hey, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm over here. I'm in yeah. Vegas. I, got, I can do yeah. some stuff. And it's honestly, it's not for a viewing audience. Yeah. Unless you're doing stuff like like where you're releasing it to make money. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Abigail Haunting sold pretty well. Yeah. Um, Kelly Schwartz has been making good Good I, films and selling films, and I don't know if his podcast he, is in two weeks. I think two. Did or three he? Weeks. Did Kelly Schwartz put Gail into festivals? I don't think he. Did. I don't think he does. He just yeah. goes straight to Amazon Prime. Yeah, but like also, I talked to him about that, and it's on the podcast, and I don't remember exactly what I said, <clears> but I asked him because there's an article I read a few years ago about the indie film f- uh, filmmaking in general, right? And it's a it's a weird cyclical thing where like 
you buy, you make this film for like $50,000, right? Yeah. And then you pay someone a hundred bucks and then they're now waiting for the next film to be made because they only have like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks in that from making that film. So they're waiting for that. And then they're waiting for the next film. It's just fucking struggle of finding fucking jobs too, as well. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing I was asking him. Cause he's like, I make, you know, a movie for $40,000 a year or make one or two films for $40,000 each film. I'm like, why don't you just make a $120,000 film? Why not make one film for $120,000 instead of, if you're getting your return on investment still with a $40,000 film, you're making three of those a year. You know what I mean? Like, why not up that? I, I think well, because may- at that point, I, I, it's the same advice as stocks, yeah. diversifying. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. if you make, I mean, if you make one good yeah. film, one okay film, and one bad film, yeah. you're more likely to get a return on investment than if you made one, put all of the money into yeah. one film, and then, uh-oh, is that film good or bad? Well, you know? true. But at the same time, if you, I mean, in that reality too, but if you have, I feel like if you have, if you have more money into one film, you can put a lot more time and effort into it, and also you can buy it, like, not buy, but get a little bit more into it from that. Like, you now get better visual effects. You now get better, yeah. like, you know, practical effects. You can now put a little bit more money into those things that are needed than, than oh, my God, I got to sp- split hairs for $40,000. You know what I mean? That, mm. That's how I see it. But, well, it's also, it's also, I mean, it's also, right it's, it's also though. that, like, I don't think any of the stuff you just listed is yeah. necessary to make a good film. Well, That's the yeah. thing. I think what the what makes a good film mm-hmm. is the writing, yeah, how it looks, mm-hmm. sound, yeah, probably Sounds, about yeah. that. Well, and then of course you, your actors can't suck, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's true too. But so the thing is, is people and audiences, paying audiences are willing to skimp a little bit on everything else as long as those four things are tight. Gotcha. So it's like, I mean, if you, I would totally understand where you're coming from yeah. if you were taking that extra money and hiring a Hollywood writer. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then, okay, I would get that. But because we like to write our films ourselves. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I that's mean, that's yeah. a little bit hard. I can understand why he does it. I, mm, I don't know. I don't know which way I would go on that. It's it's just an idea, like it's just a theory and ideas. And stuff I think it like depends. That. It would it honestly depend on the project. Yeah, it would yeah. depend on the person. That depend on the too. project. Uh, any other weaknesses? We have weaknesses. Now we'll move into like what can we do to improve um, the film community. So um, other week, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. It's okay. just people think that they're the best. Yeah, and they need to learn to work with other people. Yeah, and on. Okay, you know what? No, I got one more thing. Okay, specifically for directors. Okay, I. Y'all need to calm the fuck down. Y'all yeah. need to stop getting mad on set. That is something I have seen way too much really? of. Dude, people, I don't know why these directors are coming out thinking it's okay to scream at your people on your set. Fuck, like, I don't, right. that's in Vegas. Yeah. It's just like, once again, you're not the best. Yeah. Stop screaming at me like you can say that to if me. If you were the best, like, you wouldn't be here technically. Exactly. Right? You know I mean? like, if you, dude, when you when you've won a few Academy Awards, yeah. then okay, I yeah. will I will let you yell at me because yeah. it's just like I mean the dude clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. If yeah, he yells exactly. at people, all right, yeah. fine. But there's so many people that just get mad. They yeah. get mad when they get questioned, and it's like I understand that you don't want to get questioned on set because yeah. you know all these decisions need to be made before set. But if you're the person that's not collaborating, yeah. yeah. And then you get mad when you get onto set when you weren't giving people the chance to collaborate before set. Yeah. You don't get to be mad because then it's just like you're just uh, you're yeah, a dictator yeah. on the film set. Makes and it's sense. like, oh yeah. well, I'm the director. I'm I'm the guy who's making the film. You're right, but guess yeah. what? You can't make it without all of us. Very very true. So very true. 
It's just I because that's that's happened a few times on a few sets I've been on this year. Yeah, where just directors will just yell. On a recent one, it was I, the director would get really mad and yell at people because he felt like they weren't being fast enough. He they weren't moving quick enough. They were they, you're burning daylight. He would yeah. be yelling and screaming, and then as soon as he was done yelling and screaming, he would spend forty five seconds joking around before he started shooting the scene. And it's like. Yeah. That's the thing. You guys, you need to calm down. You yeah, need yeah. to be a calm attitude. If you're getting mad on set, you need to step away for a second. Yeah, because yeah, you're not going to be able to make your best product. No, not at all. And if like, you're yelling. Another, at another, another good quote from the podcast in the last year was like a friend, uh, Dia Bell. She said, "There's too many directors, not enough storytellers," and that's I think yes. a good one to exactly why say. I've I've just kind of like yeah. not wanted to direct anything yeah I want to work on other people's stuff yeah because I I want to get good at bringing other people's ideas to fruition yeah makes sense because that's that's honestly that's, that's where most of my yeah. success would come from yeah. like you know like even Quentin Tarantino worked yeah. on tons of other people's stuff mm-hmm. he's worked with Robert Rodriguez like, uh, he, I mean technically think about it this way like uh, uh, True Romance r- yeah. he wrote it Tony Scott directed it yeah yeah yeah, friggin' literally everything Guillermo del Toro does. Yeah. <laughs> very rarely is he the one directing all the stuff that yeah. he's doing. Like, I just watched that Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark yeah, yeah. the other day. God, I love that movie. Oh, it was good. I loved, oh, yeah. I yeah. loved the books when I was a kid. Okay. Um, so when I saw that, I the only thing I knew about it was Guillermo del Toro was yeah. involved. But he didn't direct it. Yeah, someone else, he, right? Yeah, he's, he knows when to step away from his own yeah. bullshit and say, no, yeah. okay, no, I can I can do this part. Yeah. You can do that part, and you do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and oh, he's, way, he, he knows <laughs> he knows when to step away. Yeah, and and that's the thing. You need to be a storyteller. Yeah. Directing, if you if, if you need, if you're too close to this thing where yeah. you don't think you can stay calm on set, you need to hand it off to someone else. That's why I'm handing off something yeah. to start. Star Wars. I would love to direct Star Wars yeah. because I think I could get the best acting out of my actors. You're kind of the showrunner, though, so you're the you're technically overall the dude. I'm but. like I'm. Yes, yeah, no. I'm I'm handling most of the aspects. He's so yeah. I. I need a creative director. Okay. I need the guy yeah. to to, um, or the technical director. I yeah. mean, I've I've already handled the story. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to make changes. Yeah. I told him when I sat down with Dustin. That's the yeah. first thing I said. I was like, Hey, if there's anything you think would be better, yeah. or you want to talk about changing tell me i will change things yeah, i yeah. want to collaborate yeah. i want to work with this because that's what it is i'm not going to sit there and be like no yeah, yeah. this is how it is no yeah. no this is my baby no and it's, that's not what i'm doing you know so yeah. that's honestly i think that's that's the biggest weakness it's yeah. just people are too far up their own ass they need to they need to be able to know all right where can i best yeah. be served for this project even if i wrote it yeah even I know I'm saying this after I turned down shit from Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I know it oh, sounds learn, fucking though. stupid. You learn though. But yeah. that's honestly yeah. it. It's you need to know where what position you are best served yeah. in. If you're one of those people who wants to wear all the hats and yeah. you want to do run and gun guerrilla filmmaking, yeah. cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. But eventually you're gonna have to learn to collaborate yeah, and work with other people. Because the plateau can't grow anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You yeah. have to expand your expand, education expand and your, your experience. Yeah. So what can we do to get that next level? Anything else? Oh, asking the hard questions. Um, honestly, it's it's personal responsibility. Okay. It's it's honestly that you need yeah. people need to take a step back and look at their ego. Okay. And say, okay, where could I make some changes on my ego? Yeah. What do, do I think? Am I really the the greatest fucking thing 
that's ever existed. Bread. Yeah. Am I like, is there somebody else here that yeah. can, that can bring my project to the next thing? If yeah. you're, you, you, we need to stop looking at projects like they're babies yeah. and start looking at projects like it's an experience to have with other people. Yeah. And a business right. as well, too. It is. And a business. Yeah. You have to think of it. And again, that goes back to the negative of the hobbyist yeah. thing. I never really touched on that, but yeah. there are too many people in this town where they just make a film. Yeah. Like, and just to make a film. Yeah. And you know what? That's awesome. It That's awesome. cool yeah. if you want to do that. But then don't call yourself a filmmaker. Yeah. If you're going to be a filmmaker... I, you better have money set aside in that budget to go to festivals. If you're yeah. making a film and you're not planning to put it to festivals or you're not, or your just goal is, oh, we're just going to throw it up on Amazon, yeah. on Amazon Prime. Are you going to make money that way? No. Probably not. Probably not. So not only yeah. did you just, you, you spent a lot of money just to make something so you could feel good about yourself, yeah. but now none of the people are going to get paid. And you're not going to go anywhere with your career. Just because you have 30 freaking films that you made on Amazon Prime doesn't mean any of them are good. Yeah. Or you anything. Because you on Amazon Prime. Like, yeah. Easy. It's like, of course it's you can. On, it's like going on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, they're, it's hobbyists. Yeah. You need to, you need to, you need to have a goal of where you're going to put this. Okay. I know where I'm taking Star Wars. Yeah. I know where I'm taking it. I'm not just like, oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, I know where I want to take it. Yeah. And that needs to be the thing. That needs to be the mindset. If you want to just make films with your friends, mm-hmm. cool. But I'm don't get surprised if I'm not really going to want to work with you then. Because yeah. like, I don't want to... I want to do stuff that's going to further my career. Yeah, I want to do stuff that's going to be dope. Yeah. But then at the same time, if there's... If there's a hobbyist yeah. that's really good at what they do yeah. and I can use them on my film and it would make my film better, I have no qualms about yeah. working with you because you're going to be increasing the production of my film. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I'm not, if you don't have, an, if you're trying to get me to work on a film that you have no plans for, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Our, our, we just don't line up. Yeah. And it's nothing against you. No. We just don't line up. I want to make something of myself yeah. and I'm going every possible path I can. Yeah. When when I got jaded with the film community here because everyone's a fucking flake, yeah, and I couldn't get people to Another show thing up, too, yeah, just just I could not get people to show up. Everyone is a flake. I got yeah. jaded with the community. So what did I do? Instead of sitting there and moping, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go another path. I became yeah. a fucking talent agent. Yeah, there you go. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna make personal relationships with the casting directors myself. Yeah, and go. I'm gonna know what every single project that comes out is. Cool, Perfect. awesome. And so that's what I did. And then I worked on Joey Giraffi's film yeah. and I got to do stunt coordination and that made me really want to start collaborating again. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no, I want to start yeah. making shit again. Yes. And so it's just that, man. It's just, you need... <sighs> Stop flaking. <laughs> Stop yeah, being yeah. a flake. If you want to make films, make films because you love it. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to have a plan to make it your career. Do yeah. you want to be a career filmmaker? Do you? Then you need to make different decisions. If you want to be a hobbyist, cool. But be you need to admit to yourself you want to be a hobbyist. Or you need to admit to yourself that you want to be a successful filmmaker. Yeah. If you are happy, just really if you're Kelly Schwartz and you are just happy releasing stuff in Vegas and that's working for you and you're doing what you love, awesome. There I love Kelly Schwartz. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But he content he doesn't lie about it. Yeah. He says, This is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to do this. I'm yeah. making films and I don't really care if I get into Hollywood. I yeah. want to help the independent community here. I want to make films and it's going to be fun. And yeah. as long as that's sustaining my lifestyle, cool. Yeah. That he's upfront about it. He's upfront. Yeah. Yeah. But don't say I'm a fucking awesome filmmaker. If you're just, you know, awesome you're a hobbyist, yeah. <laughs> admit it to yourself. Makes, that, 
That's the first step to fix everything. <laughs> Admit to yourself what kind of filmmaker you the are. The first step to recovery. The there first step go. to recovery is there acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit you have a problem. Yes. <laughs> you have to, well, first you got to take the needle out of your arm. Yeah. And then you have to admit you have a problem. That's true. I don't think, well, maybe, yeah, maybe, well, no, maybe you admit you have a problem. That's what makes you maybe take the needle you out. Take the, before you even put the needle in, you go, oh, shit, I have a problem. Yeah, I mean, well, the needle's already there. You might as well just finish it and then accept you have a problem. <laughs> well, oh, shit, I put this needle in me accidentally. Oh, I mean, I don't want to waste it. Yeah. Okay. I guess I have a problem now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the first thing. Admit yeah. what kind of filmmaker you want to be. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk. There that's it. Because I, I, I want to make everything. Yeah. I want to do everything I possibly can. Yeah. And I want to work with as many people as I possibly can mm -hmm. as long as our goals line up. Yeah. That's it. That and that's why I went at Errol. Yeah. I messaged him last night after I finished coloring a scene. I yeah. realized I hit him up and I was like, wait, you're not putting this in festivals? What the fuck? Yeah. He was just like, no. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Fuck the release date. You're putting this in festivals. There are quite a few aspects of this film that I think are going have potential. Yeah. You can win some shit here. Yeah. And then look at that. If you win, you get prize money. You yeah. can pay people. That's money to put in more festivals. What yeah. are you? <laughs> Let's there go. go. I'm trying to get laurels here. And yeah. I told him I will I will kick in money. I will kick in money myself. Yeah. Even um, at the very least, I will kick in money to apply to the best cinematography sections. Yeah. Because I believe in my cinematography. Yeah. And at the very least, I'll pay to get it in there. Yeah. Um so but yeah, we're yeah. That's admit what kind of filmmaker you want to be and then follow that path. Don't waver on it. You cannot waver on it. And that's the big takeaway from what we need to get to the next level. Yeah. You have to come admit. to grips with what you are. All right. So anything else besides that big, big, uh, big one? If there's not, we'll move on. No, that, uh, that's, I mean, that's, it's a trickle down. Yeah. That's trickle down economics. Yeah. It starts there and then uh, mommy, it goes <laughs> down like that. All right. That's the first thing. Yeah, the first then thing. after that, you could say, okay, well then if I'm going to be a real filmmaker, yeah. I need to check my ego. Yeah. All right. It's a it's a little plot graph. Yeah. I need to check my ego. I need to make sure I'm 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 actually really good at these yeah. things. If I'm not, I need to bring people on that are. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like I'm I mean, I'm I'm Hassani is a great camera yeah. op. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. think he's he started his camera op, right? Uh, I believe. No, oh, my gosh. It's, I know he's a camera op. And Alberto is, too. Yeah, they're both camera ops. They do they do everything. Yeah, they do everything. They work great as a tag team. Yeah, yeah. but when they get on when they got on to Takeout Girl, yeah. I bet you fucking all the money in the world that they had a conversation that were like, okay, for this film, which one of us is going to be better in which category? I think, uh, you know, yeah, because Alberto did the deep was DP, I believe, and then Asani director. Yeah, but they both they, ran the camera though, I believe too. Yeah, yeah. but at the same, but that just the titles. Yeah, it, it's with them. It's hard. It's different because it's a total collaboration. Yeah. They probably mesh really well and work yeah. as a team. But it's like it's that thing. Yeah. I bet they had a conversation. That oh, was yeah. just like, okay, well, whose vision of this aspect is, yeah. is more, yeah, good? Okay, let's yeah. do that. You know? Mm -hmm. It's, know what kind of filmmaker you are, Yeah. check your ego, Yep. and then get rid of your fucking clicks and stop casting people just because they're go. your friends. The if you're a hobbyist yeah. filmmaker and you're going this that way, then sense. okay, cast yeah. your friends. Go ahead. Yeah. But this one, yeah. if you want to be a career filmmaker, you have to make hard decisions and mm -hmm. you have to tell people like, dude, you're not right for this. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Let's find another position for you if we need, if you want to be involved. Yeah. Right. Yep. I so feel you. There, you can't have ego about it. No, not at all. So now we're at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Last two questions. What's your social media? Um, social media. Yep. Um, Joe Marota. Okay. Um, Instagram is the Joe Marota. I don't really fuck with Instagram that much. Yeah. I'm mostly on Facebook. You're a TikTok guy. I see. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
There yeah. you go. I'm a TikTok hot boy. Yeah. That's what I am. What, that's the goal? <laughs> I don't fucking know. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even go on TikTok. I think I have TikTok. That's it. They sit there and they go like yeah. this and look at the camera all sexy like and for some reason preteen girls love it. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. That's fucking weird. It's fucking and then, weird. And then the last thing is, um, what's that last bit of nugget, that golden nugget that you want to give people? There's been so many nuggets. I know there has been, but is there one more nugget? If you don't have one more nugget, that's understandable because you're dropping nuggets all day. Yeah, I'm. It's been. I've just been spouting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, honestly, I just just hit me up. No, right. Just hit me up. That's honestly it. I just I want to work with people. Yeah. I want to. I'm. I was really surprised when I got hit up to do this because yeah. I was like I didn't even know if people knew who I was or yeah. anything and it and that's I just I just want to work with people yeah. that's all I want to do that's I what I want to do I just want to make dope yeah. shit I want to write good shit I want to yeah. film good shit just if you have any ideas and you think oh I could use some stunt coordination yeah. or, oh I could use some some cool dialogue or you know dude music I do literally everything hit me yeah. up let me see if I can impress you boom and let me do it I'll do literally anything <laughs> so but gold nugget, final gold nugget, figure out what kind of filmmaker you are. Perfect. That's, <laughs> that's how, it right there. That's how we end it. Thank you, Joseph. And thank you, everyone, again, for listening to the podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast. You name it, we're on it. And also, you can see the video aspects on this on YouTube. And if uh, you're lucky to and you're on Patreon, you get to watch us without commercial breaks. No commercial breaks. No commercial breaks. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. That's but $5 cool. a month. Five. <laughs> you did a little bit of the Asian I, accent. I, I know. I heard it come through. You got canceled, boy. You're Shit. getting canceled now. No, oh, well, uh, no one. Game over for you. Not, that maybe people listen to this anyway. It's too late. Uh, I can't, guys. I can't do this without the love and support of my frame chasers. I'm just trying to bring knowledge to all you listeners out there, and I hope you are gaining some great, valuable information and learning something from it because we all have a story to tell, and we all go through things at the same time or at different times. I hope. People, uh, people that are on the show keep inspiring you to chase those frames. Again, Joseph, thank you for being on the podcast. It was yeah. a pleasure uh, meeting you for the first time and getting to talk to you.